Green button, come on. That's right. I'm coming yeah. in hot, bringing the fire. Someone's going to bring the Thank funny. Thank you. Oh, no way. Certainly back. wasn't you. Jeez. Should I be? Oh, oh, oh. Andy's back. Uh-oh. So, oh, oh, shit. Uh-oh. Oh, he spilled his glasses. Why do you need your glasses on your face? <laughs> yeah, are you reading something? <laughs> yeah, what are you reading? Exactly. My phone's what are you reading? Oh, I forgot to tell you guys I'm having Andy read the news tonight. Yes. Oh, okay. Do we I have, have to get off my? Uh, do we have a mumble translation matrix? I actually to, uh, am going to have to really watch myself because I've been speaking baby level for nine days. <laughs> uh, uh, and that's don't different wake the baby. From don't wake the baby. Oh yeah, he's wanna wake me. Okay. I know. Yeah, I was afraid of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nothing I like more than hanging out with a baby for nine days and then getting stuck with the baby man voice. Warn your voice. Warn did you just keep getting that, I already raised my kids, I already raised my kids, I already raised my kids voice in your head? No, there was a lot of, of uh, 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 Celeste is a uh, delightful woman and very smart, but she is uh, a little bit high strung on the baby thing. Uh-huh. So she'd be constantly you know, oh, oh, you might want to get my bottle down. I've got the bottle in the kid's mouth. I'm, like, yeah, I, I'm ahead of this. I know what I'm doing. It's not, not my first rodeo. So first, first, first child yeah. syndrome is what she's going through. Very much so. Okay. Like yeah. Bubble wrap, everything. Yes. Like, Should we go to the emergency room? He's got oh, a dude, cold. You, you should have seen the uh, head-shaping helmet he wore for a while. Yeah, yeah. I did see the yeah, helmet. Was awesome. <laughs> I don't know if awesome's the word I would use. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. It was awesome. But it was The design helmet. was awesome. Yeah. The fact that he was wearing the helmet was not awesome. So like he looked like the Great Kazoo or whatever? The no, she, she sculpted the helmet. Uh, she sculpted the... Uh, the Hellboy cut off horns onto the front of it. Okay. Yeah? Come on. You gotta give it gotta give it that. No. Not really. No. <laughs> Welcome folks to Geek Shock number five hundred fifteen. I am Master Torgo. Eighties Jeff. Commander K. Fat Jack Dandy. Maple Leaf Matt. And I believe we have one more voice. Who that? Uh something something Duncan. Something Until, something, something Duncan. Duncan. Until we come up with something better. <laughs> now for those who might not be aware, uh Duncan is the spawn of Fact Check Andy. Your sprang fault. from his loins. <laughs> so Good it's God. a family affair. <laughs> yeah. But Duncan is here because he's got a special report for us. Because we were wondering, ages ago we were talking about, one, the uh, My Little Pony show ending. All right. And the fact that they just had the, the big hurrah, the big celebration. That's right, yeah. That's, uh, and you went. Yes, uh, it wasn't quite the big hurrah. That was uh, more or less BronyCon about three, four months ago. Okay. This one was uh, Ponyville Cider Fest out of Milwaukee. Okay, so this so the good land, Milwaukee. Damn it! You are a through and through <laughs> gotcha Brony. Yep, happy to admit it. I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Embrace what you love. Yeah. So we wanted a report from PonyCon. Mm-hmm. So. Report what what was PonyCon like? What geeky thing did you do at BronyCon? <laughs> there it is. All right, who's heavy breathing into the mic? I feel like I'm being prank called it, right it's now. A, it's Duncan. I just assumed it was you. No. Anything that was wrong with it, the show, I point to might you. Be Andy's like bringing well, funny indirectly. Yes. <laughs> well, to, to be fair, <laughs> took me 22 years to plan screwing up that part of the show. <laughs> to be fair, Andy normally does do that, and since. Andy well, this spawned. is his fault too. Yeah. So, okay. See? So, <laughs> I'm there. 
I was, I was having flashbacks like when people call you up on the phone and all you just hear is like, who is this? Hello? What are you wearing? For you kids that don't know what landlines are. Oh, hello, Andy. <laughs> Dial M for murder. Anyway. So please. So Milwaukee. Um, yes, Milwaukee. I have a whole bunch of notes here. I'm okay. looking at a big old pile of stuff I brought back from there. You do have Traditionally, a pile of stuff. tear the notes up and throw them over your shoulder and try and piece them together. That's what we do. It's a bit tricky to do. They're digital, but I'll see what I can do. <laughs> That's even more fun. I figured I'd actually start off by just sort of passing around like a pile of these business cards for you guys all to look at while I talked uh, into the microphone here. Okay, so so how long is was Bonica? It was about four days technically, but right. the not insignificant. The first day was actually more of just like a settling in thing. That was actually happening on Halloween, so it was a uh, there was a Halloween pub trot going around. Oh. A Halloween pub trot. Yes, because uh, there's uh, Milwaukee has many, many pubs. Glor- gloriously yeah. so. <laughs> and uh, so basically it was just a thing where the community got together and, well, I say the community. Mostly people just got together in groups and just walked around Milwaukee and checked out the different pubs Fantastic. and celebrated Halloween. How, how were they dressed? Were they, were they ponied up or were they just wearing... So there were a couple fursuits there. There were a couple outright costumes. Uh, a lot of people, what they did was they uh, they dressed like... Uh, there's sort of like humanized representations of people in the show. Or not people. Uh, like best description is like... Uh, most people visualize Pinkie Pie as wearing like a very flouncy dress, sort of, because she's a very bouncy character. Okay. She's very energetic. So when dressing up as Pinkie Pie, they'll dress up like like fancy clothes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, very bouncy stuff. All right, so now, so now BronyCon is in full swing. What kind of things are happening? So day two, technically speaking, they obviously had the big old uh, introduction. They had the whole, uh, this is this is Ciderfest, welcome to Ciderfest, welcome to Milwaukee. Uh, they introduced the guests of honor. And uh, let me actually start with the notes here, which are not the actual notes. It's the uh, the actual uh, convention book here. Oh, okay. They just the convention gave guide. Yeah, exactly that. And they had a, a whole bunch of guests of honor. They had uh, people from the show, included the actual supervising director uh, for the last four or five seasons, something like that. He Fantastic. took over, yeah, because the first supervising director was uh, Lauren Faust herself, and then uh, someone else in the interim. And, and I then, assume a bunch of voice actors. Yeah, and a bunch of voice actors. Um, most notably, the voice actor of Sweetie Belle, Claire Corlett, and uh, Starlight Glimmer, who was a major, major character in the last few seasons. <laughs> she actually started off as a, a villain in one of the seasons. And yeah, then, but friendship is magic. Exactly, yeah. They also had a voice actor for one of the side characters, Yona, who was a... Wait, wait, wait uh, give me this. Yeah, yeah, that might be, <laughs> <laughs> that might be for the better. Now he's excited, he sees pictures. Well, that one's pretty hot. Well, you know, Matt. <laughs> oh, Matt. If, 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 it's, if there's no pictures, he doesn't know what's going on. See, you I, just like, I like Yona. 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 Yes, uh, Ooh, Yona the Yak. Yeah. Yona the what? Yona the Yak. I am attracted to a yak. This, this reminds me a lot of when Paul and I went to PowerCon all those years ago, the oh, He-Man God, convention. Yeah. So, and then that's what it was. That was people that were actors in it and more writers and directors of people who created it. And a lot of people who made toys. He made toys. So tell, yeah. me, tell me about this novel you Yeah, he was there. there. <laughs> ah, so the novel. Uh, so I picked up what was there. Uh, I picked up this book called uh, Stardust. By that is not a small book. It is not a small book. This is, I guess, maybe... Uh, looking at here, given about 500 pages and a hardcover. A hardcover, 500-page My Little Pony novel. Yes, that is correct. 
It's uh, published and everything. It's uh, semi-legal. Oh, this is double litigious. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is not just a My Little Pony book. It is also an XCOM book. It is a crossover. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. X- <laughs> as, as an XCOM the game? As video an XCOM game? the video game, yes. The, the alien invasion game? Yes. XCOM versus My Little Pony. So the premise of it... I'm so intrigued. ...is that uh, Twilight Sparkle, the main character of the show, basically just gets dropped into the XCOM universe in the middle of an operation. I love it! And the XCOM people are utterly confused and going, right. what the fuck? Is sure. this some sort of new uh, uh, new ex, uh, alien technology or species that we should be worried about and studying? And in fact, a, ba- a major scene in the book is uh, Twilight actually breaking out of the study chamber that the aliens are in and getting lasered in because she can teleport. So she teleports out and breaks containment and everyone freaks the fuck out. Well, sure. At that point, alien containment breach... They don't know yet. They don't know this is a friend. But she's a she's a fluffy pony, so they kind of work it out to some degree. <laughs> I love to it. Some have you read it all, or how far are you in? I have, yeah. This was actually, funny story, this is actually one of the first pony fan fictions I read when I was first getting into it, and I actually didn't know much about Pony at the time or XCOM. I knew nothing about XCOM. Everything you wanted to know. But I went back to it about a year ago and reread it, and it still very much holds up, and it's a very good book. I'm floored. So you read this before, I assume, online? Yes, yes. It- uh, this is... Entirely available online for free. I just felt like I had to pick it up because it is one of the first pony stories I read, and I like having it in a physical copy because it's it's, it's a, just special to hold in my hands. It's a it's, decent yeah. cover on that too. It's a beautiful it book. Absolutely <laughs> is. If, uh, it's if one of the, I think little. it's the only fan fiction book I've ever seen that's hardcover, and it's it's a nicely printed hardcover too. It is. So this book's called Stardust, uh, and it is it's. Arad is the author. Yes, uh, that is a that is a pen name. It's a username online. I don't know the author's actual name, but uh, Arad is what they go by. Okay, and so if you if did you, the FBI on you so quick. So if you want to find Arad, F. Andrew Taylor online, <laughs> <laughs> I got Stardust. The fiction. So the publishing company on the back of that, by the way, J.R. Mm-hmm. Martin. It I believe mis- to... Ministry of Image. Okay. Uh, so what they do, as near as I can tell, is they have the sort of licenses. It's not legally speaking a license between from the from the fanfic authors, not the actual right. People. But they have the the author's license to print very limited runs of these, because if they tried to actually do like a recurring run and print them, then like, here comes the litigious. Then here comes the litigious. But yeah. printing these as gifts, I believe. In very limited runs and send the conventions just eeks. Listen, if when you go to conventions, you find those things that just skirt the legal limit so much. That's one of it, the great things about conventions in general, finding the things that shouldn't exist but do. Yeah, yeah. especially those early days. There, yeah, there's it's not getting, a lot of policing going on back then. Sure, and as conventions get bigger, yes. that's harder to do. But these really. smaller conventions, these real niche conventions, you can get away with a lot of shit. Mm hmm. So that's not the only thing you bought. What's that, what's that purple box you have there? The, the big purple box. Let me clear some stuff off here first. But uh, this big purple box. A while back, there was this absolutely fantastic piece of art that was posted. It was, it was the work of many, many months. It all came together, and it's this massive, massive image that I think, pixel by pixel, I think this would be something like a... In the range of like 80,000 pixels across, it's, it's a massive image. That is not small. And they cut it all together and made it into an actual puzzle box, like an actual like jigsaw puzzle that you can put together. 
and you can look at that actually that's why I cleaned off the magnifying glass a couple weeks back if I can pick this up here I I would say who it's by but it's that is Veristaper Veristaper uh yes I, I, my I know that's how it's pronounced because I am a whiz at names. He is. He whizzes all over them. Varastaper? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, good luck. Wow. We're all counting on you. Yeah, for, do you know how it's pronounced? <laughs> no, I don't. And the thing is, the guy was actually there selling it in person. I could have asked him. Oh, Duncan. Oh, Phil, man. Yeah, what's Four the name of the piece? to do this. Uh, I don't know if it has an actual full name. I think it was just... It says MLP-FIM on the front here. Oh, that's just My Old Pony Friendship is Magic. Oh. <laughs> Get in the know, Dad. Damn. Yeah, Dad. The hell. Because <laughs> I'd like to have a reproduction of this piece to put on the show They pictures. do. They do sell, like, um, I think, uh, tapestry versions of this. Wow. Yeah. Tapestry. So what was the Tapestries. purchase of the magnifying glass that you handed to Jeff, <laughs> and then nothing happened? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's tiny little, so see, see the tiny little pictures here. Look at the tiny little pictures. Yeah, I can see it just fine <laughs> without the magnifying glass. Dude, he has Canadian health care. Oh, perfect right. Oh. It's deteriorating now. I've got the American version. Oh, uh, no. Duncan, did you get anything else at this con? Uh, yes, yes. Um, so... At the end of uh, day one. Okay. Well, at the end of every day, but most notably at the end of day one, because it was the first day they did it. Uh, after they'd gone through a lot of the panels and they'd, uh, you know, everyone gotten settled into the con and all the kiddies had gone home, the 18 plus vendor hall opened up. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. The 18 <laughs> plus vendor hall. <laughs> Okay. Yes. I am okay. I am all ears. Tell is, me about. Is this where it turns into a furry convention? All fucking somewhere. Turns into. Well, <laughs> everybody, grab your baby powder. So there was there there is a little bit of that. It's uh, I mean, even in the main vendor hall, there's a lot of uh, fucking art- around in the furry costumes. No, no, none oh. of that. Um, no, sexy ponies, dude. At least, at least not that he ponies. witnessed in person is what he's saying. <laughs> it goes I, on. I guarantee it goes on. It's <laughs> worth mentioning the convention center was both convention center and a hotel. So that was uh, absolutely happening somewhere on the floors above. <laughs> what happens in Milwaukee <laughs> stays in Milwaukee. <laughs> Pony sex is magic. Let your freak flag fly, right? So what? 18 plus vendor hall. So uh, a very popular, uh, very common thing in the main vendor hall as well uh, is these things, uh, body pillows, if anyone's familiar with those. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. yes. Those exist, four. and there was a lot of safe-for-work ones in the main vendor hall, and what would happen is a lot of artists would be set up in both. They'd, they'd Hang on a second. I love safe, that safe, safe for, work. for work. I bring it to well, my work. I want to see somebody have their full-size pillow in their office. <laughs> no, it's good. This is good. It's safe for work. It's on the package. It's good. This is my emotional support pillow. Phil, leave me alone. Am, this is a good pillow. It's my emotional support pony. <laughs> so, obviously, yeah, those definitions really don't work anymore. <laughs> but, um, so, so, so yeah, they have a, we need they, to see you down in HR. <laughs> no, so, no, leave the pillow. <laughs> so the artists have a table in the family area, and then they have a table in the loot seventeen area, plus, yeah, yeah. the loot area. Yeah. So what happens is a lot of the pillows at, in these the safe for work ones, the stag area, eighteen plus. The safer work ones, in Alabama, basically don't have. <laughs> it was in Wisconsin. It's NC seventeen, right? <laughs> 
So the uh, the safe work ones basically don't have genitalia. The ones the not safe work ones do. Rock and roll. And that's most of the difference between the two. Same poses and everything. Yeah, well, that's kind of the difference between NC seventeen as well. So that's. Yeah. Uh, but so what happened is a lot God of artists prudes. had uh, tables had tables set up in both, and they just switched over when that time came. So it was actually kind of interesting because you get to see them working both sides of that job. Um, I uh, I didn't actually purchase any. I didn't see you come back with a pillow. No, I didn't come back with a pillow. I actually came back with something else. Give me one second here. Oh, okay. I wanted to pick up something specifically to show off to you guys. And okay. I wanted to pick up something that was, you know, tasteful. Good luck. Tasteful. <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. Yeah, what show say, are you on? Well, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, have you listened to the podcast? Okay. What the fuck am I looking at here? Oh, it's actually kind of pretty. So oh. that's a print of uh, Princess Celestia, an anthropomorphized version. Princess Obviously. Celestia. Yeah, that's, not where pony, that's not where ponies' oh, breasts the, are. But uh, okay. Alicorns. Yeah. No. That that's that's that is a thing that people draw as well. Don't uh, worry. Okay. <laughs> that is a that is a hot pegacorn. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh so, e- even with the, it's got the tattoo and the rights, but that is a, that is a shapely butt. It, it's called a cutie mark. <laughs> is yep. it? Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> But I, I wanted to uh, pick up this one specifically because you're too old. The, for that. Uh, the shading on this <laughs> no is one's too particularly old. spectacular. It's beautiful. The, that is a that is a piece of art. That is, yeah, through and through. I think your 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 talents wasted on caricatures, Andy. Maybe you need to start looking into doing this. <laughs> there shit. you go. Erotic pony work. <laughs> yeah, right. there you go. There, there's obviously and a market she, for it. She she pegs them with that. <laughs> That's why it's called a pegacorn. Oh wow, uh, that looks pegacornhole. It's like a <laughs> like a wasp's sting or something. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very proud of this. It's it's a very nice piece of art, and it's I don't quite know if I'm going to put it up on my wall exactly, but I'm very happy to own Just it. Do it. Yeah, Just do it. Go 120. percent Just fucking do it. Not like. <laughs> And the artist did put a ton of work into it. And oh my God! All yes. their art, all their art was like this level of shading. It was brilliant. Wow! I, uh, you should have seen some of the liquids. <laughs> oh, oh I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Yeah, you <laughs> need to re re yeah. uh, <laughs> say what you meant by that. Just, just all right. please. You should have seen how well they drew fluids with flu. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> you, you gotta do it again. <laughs> nope. <laughs> God damn it. Come on, man. <laughs> Would you like me to whisper it sensuously? No, your dad's already doing do that. It I don't need to do that. <laughs> I guess what he's saying is paint him a picture. Yeah. <laughs> With fluids. <laughs> Poor Matt's in the middle of a Taylor sandwich right now. Oh. <laughs> Lots of fluid going back and forth. God. Remember the pony cum jar guy? Yeah. Oh, oh, you've heard about that story then? Oh, very much so. That was a lead story on this show when it came out. Was it really? Yes, it was. Oh, my. And then, and then I made a replica of it. It's in the Torgo's house. No, it isn't. I not did not anymore. even know that. <laughs> was that the first thing your wife threw away? Uh, it eventually, <laughs> well, probably one of the Please first. Please tell me it was. It, did, uh, it, it didn't make it that far. First of oh. all, if you don't remember what the uh, pony cum jar... Uh, that if I remember the original was the original was a competition. Um, basically, <laughs> oh, yes, multiple people were doing this. Um, <laughs> <A competition. laughs> 
So, on 4chan. Um, <laughs> of course uh, it's 4chan. Of course it's 4chan. <laughs> so you don't even have to go any further. It's 4chan. <laughs> Let your imagination run wild. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. That's, that's like a beer commercial. 4chan. Whatever of you, course. Whatever you come up with, it can't be as bad as it actually is. <laughs> okay, so this originated much, much on, worse. on 4chan. So a bunch of people basically just started uh, storing up their cum and, and jars uh, throughout the months just to see how far they could get it. And a few people put, uh, I, I don't know if, actually, I don't know if it's a few people for just this one guy. That's not fair, because cer- certain people can make more, other people don't. <laughs> I hear Don't encourage them, Matt. <laughs> I hear the secret is pancakes, but I can't confirm. Oh. All right, guys. December's about to begin. <laughs> I think we got a challenge for ourselves. After No Nut November. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? We got to make it more of our own if we're going to do the challenge. It's going to be the Baby Yoda cum cum jar. Oh, I I was about to ask if it was going to be a geek, a real geek shock (laughs) bath water. (laughs) Oh, right. Okay, so somebody put a My Little Pony in their saving jar. In the savings jar, yes. (laughs) And uh, so this went on for a few weeks, and then winter rolled around. And eventually this guy noticed, hey, there's this awful, awful smell in my room, like burning rubber. What's, what's wrong with that? <laughs> and after tracking it down, he eventually determined that he'd been leaving his jar on top of the radiator. And normally this wasn't an issue. <laughs> don't, don't. Until winter rolled around and the radiator came on. All right. This is my last show, guys. Um, yeah. Oh, this is some uh, old school shock right here. This is like man, we just lost man, all our new, man. all our new. <laughs> the one new view, uh, listener we got is gone. We survived, uh, baby men, but Duncan destroyed us. <laughs> so, yeah, you, so the man cooked his cum. Yes. So the man, the man boiled alive. You see it with a face like that? In a <laughs> jar of cum. I have no idea what happened to the story after that point. I think... It turned into the thing. Okay, we get it. (laughs) I think he might have reported that, and they might have calmed down slightly and said, okay, we might be going a little bit overboard with this. Oh, that was the line. That was the line, yeah. So what happened to the replica I made now? So we, we... it started dissolving the the shampoo. <laughs> so, so, so let me, yeah, let's describe let's, what let's, it is. Let's let's be clear with the replica. It was a it was a pony in a jar with shampoo in it. Yes. Replica, folks. Replica. replica. Not uh, the shampoo. He didn't eventually work that hard on it. Started <laughs> dissolving. He didn't put that much time but, and effort into it. It started dissolving the hair nice. of the pony and hair. Like, and then yeah, like well, first the first thing that happened was like did the dye started leaching out. Yeah, that's right. I and so that. the shampoo became this multi-colored sludge, kinda I guess got, is the best yeah, way to put it. it got swirly. Well, well yeah. it doesn't help that somebody took the jar and shook it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who that would have been, well, Paul. Th- no, that's what you're supposed to do. Andy said you tip it upside down, shake it, turn it so it all goos and oozes. See, when you were describing the, the hair and the dye and the shampoo, at first I thought, oh, that might have actually been kind of a cool effect. Then you mentioned shaking, and that's why. <laughs> you got to get it all Ask over. your father. Yeah. <laughs> I would, but I don't think he has an answer. Yeah. I rarely do. I was just going to say. <laughs> you think you do, but you don't. So, yeah, eventually the um, shampoo began to separate, and it looked even worse than it was. It was uh, just an awful mess. So yeah. did you throw it away, or did yes. you leave it someplace strange? No, I threw it away. Oh. That was like one of the few jars even his wife wasn't willing to save. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I don't think it made it that far. I don't think my wife ever saw it. Uh, sweetheart, no, it if, was if in the house when she moved in. Sweet, yeah, sweetheart, it if was. you're listening to this, this never happened. 
There you go. <laughs> so the funny thing about this story is this isn't this is far from the first time the shampoo has actually dissolved something. I believe that was the issue with these jars originally. Was that you're making these little clay figurines and putting them in jars of shampoo? Yeah, they would deteriorate the creature eventually. Yeah. So why did you decide to do it again with a pony? Oh, <laughs> it's rubber. Funny. Rubber lasts forever. I th- it, there was something about uh, Paul was really freaked out or something so Andy made him a, a jar with yeah, a pony thing. Yeah, right. makes Paul flinch is worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe he was gagging. He was like, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's <laughs> impressive. He was doing the Paul gag. So yeah. he was like, <laughs> 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 That is impressive. He's got Dad, a distinct I hope you know I'm proud gag. of you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad to know that. Anything wow. else to report from this con? We got a uh, so most of what I did at the con was I uh, bounced between panels. I followed the uh, uh, this group called uh, Bronies React around. They they put together what they do is they they have a fairly large group of people. They have people uh, they have all the people in the group basically film themselves watching My Little Pony and then making jokes about it. And over time they've gotten a lot better and they they tend to play into it a lot. And then they send it all to one guy and he cuts it all together into a cohesive video. So it's like My Little Pony Twitch and MSC3K. That's not too far off, actually. They're they're pretty good at comedy. So generally, what they did was in they they go from talking to that. They had like an actual com, uh, panel focused on that, and they also ran, for instance, the Hooves line is it anyway panel. Adorable, uh, yes, yes. Uh, adorable. Which is improv. Yeah, it's a uh, improv. It's uh, but pony uh, pony themed improv. Sometimes there was uh, it was like half half and half. Like some of it was pony specific. Mostly they were just making pony jokes about it in response to the prompts, but some of them were pony specific prompts. Yeah. Uh, they also ran the uh, who would win panel, which was them basically taking suggestions for the audience. Like, uh, uh, what's wait, it? was it was it a nerd wars kind of thing? Like yeah, exactly. So it was versus, nerd wars. But I don't go to those anymore because they're totally illogical and nobody ever truly wins. So Jeff Jeff got mad after he went to Starship Battles at Comic Con. Yeah. And it ends up always with the Millennium Falcon versus yeah. Enterprise, and Millennium Falcon always wins. <laughs> but but see, what he's ignoring is the the fact that the the whole quote unquote reasoning behind why the Millennium Falcon won is because it was the quote cooler ship. There were there were no you know because originally it started when it, it started off they it's were they it's were at least, it's at least twenty percent cooler. But see, the thing is, when they started it <laughs> off, they started off with all these technical aspects of each ship. And then they would use that to determine which one would win in a head-to-head. And then it it was basically like a playoffs-type situation. This one versus this, and they move on. And Listen, uh, mic drop moment. Out of, about a third oh, of the way through, I started through to realize oh, that fuck. they were not following their own rules for why certain things were progressing on the thing. It was yeah. also coming really close to the end of the hour. Yeah. Ah. So they started rushing through it. You would have hated this panel. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I would have. Because we all know that the Heart of Gold would have destroyed all of them. Well, actually, so there were a lot of things. Didn't that get eliminated like in the first round, the Heart of Gold? (laughs) No, it made about two rounds. Okay. Because I remember it was in there. Uh, They uh, they mostly... (laughs) Most of it was a lightning round. The people just shout out... I'm mad. I'm disappointed. uh, Princess Luna versus Freddy Krueger, for instance, because both are dreamwalkers. Oh, fun. Yeah. I assume Luna won. Uh, I think so, but it was mostly due to, due to technicality. Basically, see Jeff. 
even See? even in the even the dream like the idea was even the dream was that uh, Luna had magic. I think was the core thing. As Luna's to kind of the Morpheus of the universe. Yeah. Okay. Basically, her thing is that uh, whenever Pony goes to sleep, she just patrols dreams and like kills nightmares for them and oh. makes sure everyone sleeps nice. I would read that fanfic. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's a good story. It's a uh, her whole thing is actually really interesting because she's actually the first villain of the show. She's a uh, Nightmare Moon. <laughs> it's a uh, perfect name. Yes. Perfect name. Because whole moon theme, and yeah, and she comes back, and she's the princess of the moon, princess Celestia here, the picture, princess of the sun. I, I, I like your picture of Celestia, so <laughs> winner. That's a that's a very fair. What was your yeah. favorite part of the con? Uh, honestly, it was just the atmosphere of the con itself. It was just uh, Brony cons from what I've heard and what I saw there. It, Brony cons just have this very unique feeling, which is just everyone's really just there to have fun and be happy, and and everyone's there kind of for each other and it's super, super accepting and you you if you don't have a friend when you go you will leave yeah. with all the friends yes exactly so and certainly wasn't the way the convention was when it was here <laughs> no no wait the, there was a BronyCon here there was a convention called Las Pegasus Unicon which it that's the that, first few days went well okay the problem is on the last day the convention center decided to kick everyone out well in all fairness the convention organizers hadn't paid for the last day. They just sort of extended the con without telling them. <laughs> ah. <laughs> well, see, that makes more sense. Well, that's that'll happen. Hmm. I don't think I've actually heard that. So also, the door just opened. Should we worry about that? Huh. Neat. What the fuck do you have in here? The front door to Kirsten's house just opened on its own. Kit's getting smarter. Well, somebody didn't close it all the way. Mind bullets. <laughs> that's Kyle. My, that's telekinesis, Kyle. <laughs> but uh, Las Vegas Unicon, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to have to disagree with what you, I don't remember hearing anything about that. I don't know if I'm just not. I got that same. from uh, Stephanie Payne told me from that. From Stephanie Payne, okay. Yeah. I wonder if that might be like a just general, uh, general miscommunication. I wonder if the con thought they paid or... No, it was it was at uh, the um, Riviera, which was like the home of all the the janky cons. Ah, okay, <gasps> janky well, con. In any case, it was a it was a celebrated fact uh, a few years later. Was that Jeff? <laughs> huh? Is that was the parking con. Was that the Riviera? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it was a celebrated fact a few years later. After that, when uh, when the Riviera was actually demolished, because oh. everyone went. Oh hey, so Unicon's finally dead. Hey, should we talk maybe a Las Vegas, uh, Las Vegas con again at some uh, point? Okay. There's been one, I think, High Roar Pony Con. I think that happened this year, but I don't know if there's plans for a second. I love it so much. Mm. Um, Glad there's still Pony Cons going on. Yeah, absolutely, I am. Uh, especially with now the now that uh, Friendship is Magic, uh, the show uh, G4 has actually come to a close. I'm very glad the cons are still going on and people are still going. And there's new pony stuff coming. Yes, there is new pony stuff go uh, coming, and in fact, some of it has already come out. There's this sort of. Uh, Generation 4.5 thing that's being announced called uh, My Little Pony Life, which is it's very cow arts, if that makes any sense. It's very much the uh, the bean mouths and like uh, very very expressive faces. Um, uh, what's what's a good example? If and if any of you are familiar with Teen Titans Go, okay, yeah, it's yes. a very similar style to that, but gotcha. with ponies. And uh, 
it's not being looked on favorably in the community. Some people are willing to give it a shot, but for the most part, everyone's kind of worried about that and just kind of the general, the, the, the overall kind of idea of it is, well, just buckle down and wait until G5 proper. Gotcha. Uh, G5 is supposed to be, it hasn't, there's not really much information. There were some leaks about six months back. But the, the the best information we have is that it's going to be much more adventure focused. It's going to be a little bit more adult. I think it's going to be perhaps designed with the bronies in mind this oh. time around. But we'll see if that pans out, really. Yes, we will. And I want to report when it comes out. Thank you so much, Duncan, for joining us on yeah, this. Yeah, for For leading us back not only to the future of ponydom, but through our own past as well. Yeah. I did also actually want to add one thing. One thing that's really nice about the PonyCon Please. is that in a lot of the panels, they, they'd play music, they'd play videos, that and everyone knew. And in a lot of them, like the whole crowd would just start clapping along or just start stomping along to the music or singing along. And honestly, Pony fans have... There is a distinct feeling of harmony, sort of, in that a lot of people do generally harmonize along with the music. You, you know what PonyCon and, and the whole Brony experience kind of reminds me of? The cons that are centered around... Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, that, that's be cool. That kind of, I mean, there's the performances, but then there's full-on get-togethers out there, and it's that same sort of thing where everyone just knows everything there is to know about it, and so they're yeah. clapping along, they're singing along, and everybody's a friend, and, and, and nobody's ostracized. Yeah, it's it's absolutely got that sort of feeling, and yeah, I was very happy to be there, and I'm, and it's it was a good convention to go to, I, but I think any. Had I gone to any convention, I'd be still saying the same thing. But Ciderfest was a good one. Cool. Thank you so much for joining us, Duncan. We appreciate it. Yeah, anytime. You're welcome to stick with us through the show, but it's yeah. if you want to yeah, move I'll, along too, that's fine. We understand. I'll stick around for a bit, sure. Rock and cool. roll. Wave, I'll <clears throat> wave my pictures of ponies at people occasionally. Please do, especially <laughs> that big one. Yes, I... Uh, I, no, I, not that one. I, I mean, I can pass around some of these, of course, if people want something to look at. The one with the nipples. That's ah, the, yes. That's the one. Okay. <laughs> Pony nipple con. All right. Well, we have. Oh, you have no idea. Uh, we have a bit of mail, so I, I want to get to this bit of mail. Here we go. Uh, uh, hey, ass hats, man, babies, and Jeff. Good start. <laughs> I have that my makes, own category. That makes, apparently, <laughs> that makes you and I the ass hats. I yeah, think. Okay. I think right. so. Yeah, yeah, that's, I can live that's with how, that. How it breaks down. Greetings, you a-holes. Anyway, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? No, that's about right. <laughs> yeah, it is right. And anyway, I wanted to Not reach much. out and ask you guys random questions as I do. I have two questions this week. One of them stupid and the other one slightly dumb. <laughs> there are no stupid questions, only stupid people asking them. First question, are you in that. Oxford, guy or not? What the hell does that mean? Well, there's Oxford, comma, and then guy or not, and there's oh, no comma. Oh, so it's an Oxford, Oxford yeah. comma guy. Yes. I think he's making a point with that first sentence. Gotcha. What's the point? Recently, I got into a discussion with somebody over the Oxford comma, whether to use it or not to use it. Apparently, there was nothing on TV, and we were bored. If you ever use Grammarly, it tells you to use it, and yet other people say not to use it. So I'm wondering, where do you guys sit on the Oxford Fence. Haven't we had this fight? I've I've had mock fights with my with I just spent nine days hanging out with because she's an Oxford comma person and and I'm an AP style with this use the doesn't use the Oxford comma 
until recently, the AP style adopted the Oxford comma. That's oh, right. So this is freaking moot. Yeah, it is kind of moot. I mean, it, it's it's useful. Um, Damn right it is. I think it's it makes the sentence look weird, but I'm just I'm getting used to it. But the uh, the uh, the example they show is a cartoon of we invited uh, JFK, Stalin, and strippers to the party. And if you have the Oxford comma in there, or not have the it changes the sentence completely if you don't have the Oxford sure. comma in there. Although looking back at oh, the invited I stri- it no, it's invited. We invited strippers, comma, JFK and and Stalin. Right? Anyways, but yeah, if if you have the comma in the wrong place, the strippers are something like JFK and Stalin. I see what you're trying to say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll find the picture and put it in the lair. I just had like a scanner. <laughs> I love the Oxford comma. I have always used it. Will always use it. It is glorious. Uh, when you see me write the descriptions of these shows, you'll see every single one of them ends with an Oxford fucking comma. So wow. yes, that's pretty through good. Like and that. through. All right. Well, that's all. That's that's settled. That's a dumb one. <laughs> My other question was, uh, what was the one thing that let you down the most? Uh, he's he's going on before we answer this question. Now, Matt, I'm not talking about blowjobs. That's probably a reason. There's a reason you, behind not you, liking them. You see, you see what you fucking started. You <laughs> Why see are you what pointing you at me? Started. I'm pointing at all you. Andy, Andy I started. started that. Come on, I'll, I'll take the credit oh, yeah. and the I blame. apologize. <laughs> this motherfucker right here. <laughs> he started it. We just kept kept poking at you about it. But I'm referring to albums or, or movies or TV shows or books or meeting an actor. Star Wars! It was Star Wars! It was so no more. Or underwear or food or something like that. And it could be in season two of TV or a reboot or sequel or prequel or precom or anything along those lines. I'm glad that was buried. I asked this I asked this ass lips? <laughs> Sometimes. Well, we called us asshats to start with, so let's well, keep the, the trend continue. Maybe that pony over there. I ask this because I actually had somebody tune into the show, but it happened to be that Man Baby episode. Oh, good oh, God. No. Fuck. No, I, no, I hope you guys... I, I hope you guys up and the person tuned in and got an hour of Man Babies. I, 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 I explained to him that it wasn't. Because he learned to tell time. Our, our audience is fucking dumb. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Damn, dude. You're I fired, the, Matt. I see the 80th <laughs> FBR firm is full, full swing. <laughs> and you're fired, Matt. <laughs> I explained to him. an hour. That it wasn't always man babies and instructed them to go back to episode 499 and move forward from there. And then they got more into it and then they go back to the catalog, listen to more and save them time and effort. I instructed 499. So I asked you, what is your biggest letdown? This email. (laughs) (laughs) Sincerely, with a middle finger up, your favorite howler shock monkey, Pat. Am I allowed to say something that someone else did? Sure. Those bananas and curry. Have you told them that story? Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. I'm never going to let you drop that. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> bananas and curry? I uh, I was experimenting with curry for a while, and, and I had some bananas that were going I had A banana that was which, going bad. Which type of curry? Chicken curry. Golden curry. Banana chicken yellow curry? curry? Yellow curry. Okay. And That's it's yellow. Bananas could go in that, right? No. I, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, they can't. I, so I, I wouldn't. Bananas never go in curry. I know I, that I, now. I, I'm sorry. Well, I wouldn't say that. I'd, I'd say bananas could go in certain types of curry. You just have to, you know, pay attention to which flavor and what type of curry. But the type of curry that you put into no, it absolutely fuck no. up. 
That's a big fucking I'm gonna say with no. bananas, amazing probably is, not curry, period. Curry is such a strong... They're, they're a bit soft yeah. for curry. Curry right? is such a strong flavor in its own. It's amazing how much a banana completely took it over. <laughs> <laughs> a big part of it is because the banana didn't really stay in chunks. It doesn't... It, it doesn't add... It doesn't isolate very well. It sort of dissolved into the curry. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's... Yeah. If you want banana flavored curry, it's a great way to do it. Yeah. If you want banana flavored curry, Not for sure some reason. Between that and cum pony, I know what I'd choose. <laughs> there you go. Cum pony all the day. <laughs> so you're saying that that was your big disappointment, Duncan? He thought he was getting good curry. He got banana curry. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that's 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 about the long oh, short. Let's that. see. I have so many. Mm. Right off the bat, Highlander Two comes to mind. Okay. <laughs> oh yes. Oh. Yeah, no. It just, the first movie was so good, and the second movie was like, what the, f- why? You you had this wonderful mythology going. Why do you as bring much this of a weird shit? As Short Circuit 2 was? <laughs> I, I don't even remember seeing Short Circuit 2. You don't remember Short, Short Circuit, Circuit 2? 2? No, count yourself lucky. My that one, I remember that, uh, going to the theater with my, my family to go see that, and we were all just like, what is this? Because my, my parents... My parents didn't go see movies. My mom did, but my dad was not a movie goer. And I remember we, as a family, which was a really rare outing for us to all go to a movie. And because they all loved the first Short Circuit so much, we all went and saw Short Circuit too. Tommy Five is alive. Uh, he didn't have that kind of speech pattern. It's a lousy that he did. He baby was, man, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it it was like a Got big him. letdown. Just a big letdown. It just It takes a tough man to make a tender chicken. Yeah. <laughs> was that really a line in the Yes? Oh my. <clears throat> yeah, he was shilling on a street corner, like for a chicken place. And he, he really sounded like an Indian? It was a, yeah. Yeah. That was one of the main characters of the movie. Wow. Benjamin Javeri. Oh wait, so the Indian character was saying yes. that not the robot. Okay. So the okay. <laughs> no, the, the robot instead. <laughs> Put on a, a Chicano accent and said, "Los locos kick your ass. <laughs> yes. Los locos kick your face. Los locos kick your balls into outer space." Yeah. Yes. <laughs> wow. It's, it's not it's funny only in as much as you can really riff on it. You know, thirty plus years later. But yeah, I remember was, that. Yep. Yeah, I think I'll be skipping this one right along with the Batman. Uh, the Batman with the bat card I missed. The uh... you know what's hilarious though? I have Short Circuit two sitting on my DVR waiting for me to watch it Why? at home because I because I hadn't seen it in years and couldn't remember any of it except for what so we, we discussed here. Blessing. Oh. And it's funny because like uh, you got Michael McKeon in there, so yes. there's a pedigree there. Great um, co- comedian. They uh, they brought back Fisher Stevens to reprise his role of Ben Javeri mm-hmm. from the first movie. Apparently, early on they had Ali Sheedy. In a scene that got cut, like her sending Johnny to this big city, which is uh, Toronto, if I remember correctly. And, uh, well, actually, you and I talked about it. I told her that the hang gliding scene when they fly over the church, there's a there's a church that seems like it's very out of place. It's like new buildings all surrounding this really old church. And I asked Matt if that was a, uh, a real thing. And he goes, yep. Yeah, so, like, it seemed like it had the potential to be a good movie and just wasn't. Just wasn't. 
I am. I bet whoever wrote this is Jake or who? <laughs> this is Pat. Pat. Okay. Uh, I, I bet Pat was not expecting short circuit two as an answer. You was know, it, it's funny that it of? just popped into my head because it's like one of those times where you're you're like you're you're like excited about a, an original film and then the the sequel comes out and you're like I love that first one so much and I'm gonna go see this and because it was so obscure I think it just felt like I needed to talk about it. I mean, I had that problem with like Star Trek Nemesis and you know a few other sequel movies down the line. It just it's one that popped into my head. You know, up to this moment, I didn't have an answer to this yet. I was I'll come up with something, I'm sure. Okay, but you you were talking about that. Uh, did spike what has to be my biggest disappointment in media. In media, I okay. mean, I've had lifetime disappointments worse. Don't get me wrong. But one of my favorite book series, fantasy book series, for the longest time is the Ayn Rand-inspired Wizard's First Rule series by Terry Goodkind. All right, yeah, you've talked about that uh, on the show yes. before. Uh, it is a book series of uh, diminishing returns, uh, but the first three books especially are excellent, and I still stand behind those. Especially if you're a libertarian, you will love these books. Oh, okay, I wasn't sure. Major if man. Was an Ayn Rand. It's talking no, to Ayn you, Rand. buddy. That's what I said. Ayn. <clears throat> I got a couple. I'm going to start with flex tape. Well, I'm still, I'm still going. Oh, because I, so far I like these things. <laughs> it's not, it's not the books that are the disappointment. Because I heard that one of my favorite directors of all time was going to produce a TV series based on this book series, Sam Raimi and his partner, ever partner in all things he does, Bob Tappert. And Who they, he loathes. And, and <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't used to. And then they created a TV series based oh, on it called right. The Seeker. Yeah. And I have never seen him so upset about a TV series in my life. Angry. And I've known this man for over 30 years. Fuming. He just was grossly miscreated. I saw two episodes and said, "Fuck this, this you bastards!" And I couldn't. No, no, out loud. I, he said this, and, and I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to bl blame Sam Raimi, even though he he's earned some of it. So all of my ire went to Bob Tappert. Well, I think Tappert <laughs> was the actual showrunner, though, unfairly, right? Unfairly, perhaps. I don't know. He, he might have been. He might have just been the money guy producer, much like Raimi was, I'm sure. Awful. Awful, awful show, especially if you've read the novels. A horrible translation. You know what? It might be an okay show not knowing its source material. I wouldn't know because I fucking hate it. He was, he was so fuming that day. I actually sat down to watch a little bit of it to see what all the fuss was about. And, and he just it got, was a... It was a it was a bland show, for sure, not knowing the source material other than what he's told me about it. Well, it doesn't but help he, that next to him on the couch is this blubbering piece of human being just going, what is this shit? Yeah. No, but... but when uh, was I, this? I, yeah. Uh, this was early aughts. A good decade ago, yeah. at least. Yeah, 2005 -ish. I yeah. actually reviewed it when I was doing the Las Vegas Sci-Fi Examiner.com mm -hmm. thing. Wow. And it was really funny because... Uh, uh, some people who knew the people in production asked me, you know, hey, Kirsten, can you blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, well, they're, they're trying to help me out with Las Vegas exa sci-fi examiner. And I'm, and 
and I got a special Apple code so I could watch it online, oh. and it was tough. It was tough to... Uh, so just, so angry. <laughs> so angry. And I hated the books from the get-go. November so. 2008 to May 2010. Yeah, because yeah, I started doing the Examiner after uh, Trek closed. Why, why did you hate the books? I like fantasy to, you know, to really go somewhere. And uh, kicking right off with main characters named Richard and George, to me, was extremely lazy. Now, I understand... <laughs> what he was sort of doing and making connections with uh, our world and stuff. But overall, I just, I loathe that because I read the word Richard or I read the word George and I'm no longer in another world. So I hate those, I hate those types of things with a passion. And then just reading it, that eventually started moving into gratuitous acts of torture like the 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 one bit where he breaks the the snot, uh, the brat uh, kid's uh, jaw with a kick. There was something where he was being tortured by the bitches in red, and they sh- oh, yeah. they stroke you with their sticks, and it hurts. And pain sticks, yeah, yeah, and uh, and no, then, I get it. This this is fair. Absolutely. Yeah, and I was I was just like I just I just can't. Oh my god, it's sort of like. Well, it was, uh, it, it's weird, too, because, I mean, you guys have heard my jokes on this fucking show. Not like I'm a prude, but it's the same thing with Game of Thrones, right? What was the second book? The th- third? I think it was the second book. I dropped the series because it just, all of that mishandling of Sansa was just really getting to me, you know? <clears throat> and it was just like Jesus Christ! Another okay, so he all right. He rips open the dress and exposes the thirteen-year-old girl's breasts and shows her dad's head on the pike. And I was just, uh, I, I, I thought I was made of sterner libertine stuff, but apparently I'm not because I just, I just could not. A little too grim in your dark. That was just, uh, it was just. Well, you, you, I, it, you're not adverse to grim dark. I'm yeah, not, not no, saying no. that. Yeah, and it, it. It's, it was... Um, but it's just, it was a step too far. I guess so. I can only do so much in terms of torture stuff because uh, a confined helplessness in a character makes me uncomfortable. Um, if there's a resolution, if there's hope of escape or something like that. And, and Martin, for example, did such a good job of like leaving Sansa with just no fucking place to go. I think that was part of why I was just like, I can't fucking stand that. And you, you want one of my big disappointments, Ned getting killed, you know, and I understand what he was doing in that. Uh, Spoiler alert. I, I understand what no, Martin was, was doing in that series. That was a surprising moment. And it, and it was meant Movie to be. Movie or book. And, and, and it was a testament to his skill as a writer because he totally set you up to think this is the protagonist. This is the guy who's going to be standing on the pile of ashes in book eight victorious after lots of struggle no he gets his head chopped off three quarters of the way through the first book and you're just like what in the heavenly fuck that's that's what made so, me fall in love with him <laughs> yeah I'm, well, well i respected the hell out of it i was like that that's a great choice and once i once i cottoned on to what he was doing i was like wow that was pretty good and you're like oh his son i hitched yeah. my wagon in yeah Ooh. yeah so exactly tell me, so tell me about the flex tape You've been waiting, haven't you? (laughs) And he's back. 
Here, here's here's a little tip, Matt. If if the box says as seen on TV, don't buy it. Oh, I know, but I that shit doesn't work at so, all. So are you are you are you at all? Uh, where are you where are you at, Todd? Uh, have you have you done your big disappointment or? Yeah, he did. Yeah, but the, the, the seeker, seeker, the seeker, Leg- is legend okay. of the seeker. All right, sure. Is the name of the oh, show. Yeah. If I, they want to call it I that, I don't. The, I don't even give. I it love that the much. actor playing what's his name, the the Zed. wizard. Yeah, Zed's a great character in in the books, and yeah, he's fine. He, he was he was the the thing I pointed out. Sure, the 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 most honest I could be in my review was talking about him, Zedicus. I really liked. Uh, I really liked him. And plus, he's named Zedicus, which isn't George or Richard. Bingo. Well, and that and Kaylin. K-A-H-L-E-N. Who in the hell pronounces K-A-H-K? That's Ka. Mm-hmm. It's Colin. Yeah, and, until I heard him actually say it out loud. I'm like, oh, Ka- Colin? No, no. Well, okay. Yeah. I was just like, that's Kaylin? That is not Kaylin. And then somewhere in his notes, he's like, he named it after a niece or something. Is like, is that how your idiot sister spelled that name? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. I'll tell my niece not to take what you just said personally, (laughs) because my niece's name is Kaylin. How's it spelled? Same. K-A-H? What is it with you fucking people? I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Write to us, Geek Shock. (laughs) That's it. You've made Todd run out the door. He couldn't even unlock it, though. <laughs> <laughs> Todd has left the building. <laughs> I thought that KFC oh, hit you. But know? this gives us plenty of time to talk about the fucks. No, it doesn't. I am fucking <laughs> dead from that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Jesus God. Christ. Uh, Nobody oh. can spell anymore. What the fuck? <laughs> I would to like be fair, my my sister and my <laughs> former brother-in-law kept trying to come up with unique names, so they did a lot of Irish and Scottish lookups to to how those names were spelled and then translated. So that's part of where that came from. Oh but, yeah, the Irish can't spell for shit. But <laughs> I, I I don't know if that one it's specifically. Hard to write with a potato. <laughs> I don't know if dude. If have you met the Welsh? <laughs> <laughs> you just alienated Sam. I love you, Sam. You know I love you, Sam. Thank you again for writing us such a kick-ass theme. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just never sat down to say, where did you come up with the spelling? Oh, it? he's killing. Uh, well, maybe uh. maybe there is some kind of bizarre, I mean, because, well, you know, Celtic and, I mean, Gaelic. They, yeah. Um, all those fucking. My oldest nephew is Nathan. Know, they don't use the M right, and it's like, you know, what happened to the B it's you know Jesus Christ. That was so, our suggestion. Yeah, yeah, really. I I guess that's it. Uh, Irish spelling. It's uh, not rules. It's guidelines. Or I well, don't some know. of it's because it's because it's like a Celtic version. I know of the name, and then it's poorly translated and, and into the, English. Well, and the the monks when yeah. they were using the Latin yes. letters, they just used every, every time. I'm sure, and I'm sure they blame it on the English somewhere in there. Yeah, every time I see the Irish name Siobhan, I have to like. Pause you really have to yeah. fucking wait, work. Wait, or, I remember this is pronounced very differently than it looks like. Or it's what about what it's, about so it's not Cueva. 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 What about Cueva? Cueva. Cueva. I don't know Cueva. C A O M I B 
BH or some bullshit. Q and upside down V. Yeah. It's just like, what the in the hell are you people? Uh, I didn't know oh, it's a Q. Oh, there's my, there, Pat. Prince. That's my disappointment. That's my disappointment. Irish people? Seeing an Irish spelling. <laughs> I, I just heard the Irish people. That's your disappointment, the Irish people. I'll try not to take offense to that. <laughs> Potato famine. Same. So, so if if that if that has some historical legacy, at least that explains that. But boy, oh boy, I was we, like, we you, solved something today. Would, would, would that have, yeah. would it have killed him to write K A Y? Just K A Y L E N. Yeah. There you go. K-A-Y. Yeah. Why right did your family do not do that? Yeah. Really. Yeah. I have to ask my sister. <laughs> Call your sister right now. Get her on the show. Live, dude. It's two hours <laughs> later there, and she's a nurse, so she's not gonna be. We'll awake get her on the Tyler oh, so Hotline. Imagine nurse. He's that. awake. <laughs> That's arguable. <laughs> All right. So f- what flex? What's this flex, flex tape? It's called flex tape. <laughs> yep. I was up one late. I was up, you know, late one night drinking what? <laughs> drinking my Irish whiskey, <laughs> and that uh, infomercial came on back when I had cable. And I was like, oh, I got a leak. I could get some flax tape to help fix that leak. Oh, I know the leak you're talking about. Yeah, that the didn't one work that at you, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it, one. It's like rubberized duct tape, basically. It, oh, okay. It's, it's yeah, supposed it, to be a really it, good it's, sealant. It's shit. <laughs> it's shit. The, the infomercial is him cutting a boat in half and then taping it together and like going down the Lake of the Oaks. I'm like, bullshit. It, it's, it's very meme heavy, basically. It's, uh, <laughs> it sounds like it. It. Like the whole, that's a lot of damage. That's where flex, That's where that came from from Flex yeah. Tape. Because he he like chopped something in half of a chainsaw and yelled, "That's a lot of damage." And that, taped well, he he at one yeah. time he put a screen door in the bottom of a boat and then yeah. just and coated then it the with fl- the Flex Tape and it flex floated. Seal. I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so so you went and bought it. Yeah. And you put it on the leak. Uh huh. And what what's happened, leaking? Andy? What's it, leaking? It, it leaked still. <laughs> it leaked still. Yeah. Yeah, it was, the, it, so was, we ended up it was the irrigation uh, inside the garage. Oh, so the, it's not Paulette. We ended up replacing <laughs> the pipes, right? <laughs> didn't, didn't we end up replacing <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but... So, uh, let me, Yoshi listens let, let me just get this straight. <laughs> you bought flex tape instead of going to, like, say, Lowe's and buying the specific rubberized pipe leak tape that yes. is designed to stop pipe leaks. You bought flex tape. That's correct. It was a flex very good t- commercial. <laughs> <laughs> it was also what, like nineteen ninety nine to how much is that? Dude. How much is that tape? Wait. Uh, give or take thirty bucks just to yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. My budget. Yeah, but dude, but it actually see, works. When you, you see the, the screen door boat floating, you're yeah. you're sold. Yes. You'll want to cut Bullshit. your car in half and flex tape together. <laughs> nope. It would have saved the Italian Navy. <laughs> <laughs> You want to flex tape his mouth shut? (laughs) Sometimes. I I don't know. I don't know. There's some things not even flex tape can do. (laughs) Apparently not this flex tape. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Maybe you just got a bad lot. Did you check the expiry? (laughs) All right, so... so, Oh, you have a second one. Yeah, I got a second one. Oh, great. The Ending of Angel, the TV show. Really? That's interesting. Yes. Huh. It does the whole it. time they're talking about the Armageddon and blah blah blah. And Wolfram Hart's coming up and kicks some ass. Wolf Ram and Hart, and they're like, "What is it? Ends in like a vampire fight? They they take on a politician, a, a demon, and something else, and that's it." And then they no, end no, with they're what in about the, love. They're, they're in that oh, alleyway. Oh, yeah, they're in the alleyway, getting ready to go up against yes, this like armada of. Yeah. He goes, "I get the dragon," and yeah, you know, see, that's where it ended. Oh, Bolivian Army ending. <laughs> 
You don't think that was shitty? Uh, or a letdown? It looked rough. Given the amount of time they had to work with to come up with an end to that season and that story arc that they had established, there's not a whole lot else they could have done. Still I give them credit for what they did. It is still a letdown. Hmm. That's yeah. fair. I mean, so I would have like, liked to have seen a whole other season, yes, but I would have liked to have seen seven seasons of Firefly that could clearly were scripted right? from watching Serenity, but right. Mm-hmm. So, with this Angel, did you ever end up reading the I did not. I did not. final, the next season in comic book form? No, I could yeah. never find those comic books. Uh, you know, the, know who has it? The library. Yep, they do. Ah. Who the fuck goes to the library? <laughs> Todd. Have you listened to this uh, show? Oh, no. do, do you not remember the dozens of times we've talked about you can yes, get I know. the app and you yes, can download I them know. for free with your library card? On Overlook or Livy or Hoopla or whatever you're Hoopla? feeling. Hoopla. Hoopla. Knee deep in the Hoopla. Oh, yeah. It's worth well, that's my letdowns. All right. So your letdowns and were this email. Angels and Flex and the email. Yes. Uh, Duncan, yours was the bananas and the curry. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then well, well, Kay, Kay's letdown was the Irish. And Jeff's <laughs> letdown. I, you know what? I know I let him down every single time I come over here. So I got it. Yeah. I, Dude, a, I like yours. I'm Irish. Irish people. See, this is this is how fucking stupid the Irish is. <laughs> the man's last name is Gunther. What kind of fucking Irish name is that? Very German, the Irish. Yeah, name. that's my dad's side of the family. <laughs> my mom's side of the family is very Irish. Well, Shade. thank you, Pat, for writing in because. Damn, that was funny. Hey, wait, 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 wait half the British Isles. <laughs> what's uh, what's your letdown? What was Andy's letdown? I was, uh, I said, um, um, well, it's been so long. Um, um, Robot. It's uh, his memory. That's his yeah. letdown. Is. No, um, Highlander 2. Highlander oh, yeah. 2. Yeah, he was the first to go with the quickening. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> It's, it's like we all spent so much time on individual. His was just like it's, it's just this movie. Yeah. I just movie. I saw one. So I didn't like more time on flex tape than I got to explain that. <laughs> in other words, the, this whole episode is your biggest letdown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, that can only bring us to weekend geek. Yay! Oh wait a second. What? I I I. Uh, no, what we're, we're not doing yeah. geeking stuff. No, that that was we did the 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 Brony report. We did oh. a ha- we did an hour and a half. Okay. Of the other you stuff. took over assignment. I have yeah. replaced you. You son of a. Because I uh, I had forgotten to do something last week. Oh, what's this? That I was supposed to hand out to. Oh, to so uh, he's handing quick, out a bunch of green envelopes. That, I have a story. Uh, it's ha- quick. It's quick. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I got okay. time. What's what's uh, what's your story? <laughs> you don't you don't don't truncate it. Okay, Tell your perfect. story in full. So I'm on the plane. I just got back from Denver this weekend. Okay, I'm on the plane. I'm talking to Paul out about my uh, um, blood bowl team. Yes, okay? you'll like your, your, this. your blood, bubble team. Your blood bubble bowl your- team. Okay. <laughs> and she asked me, "Are you really going to name your halfling team the Trudeau Brown Faces?" Which I exclaimed rather loudly, "Yes, mm. I'm going to paint them all blackface." Yada yada. And I looked in front of the seat, <laughs> and the two people ahead of me sitting down. Oh no. We're black people. No, no, no. That was a choice, yes. Matt. <laughs> that was a choice. So, yeah, there, there was that. Yeah, there was that. It's okay. Once they found out he was Canadian, he was all right. Yeah. I, that, drove, I drove from Albuquerque for this. <laughs> you know you know what's really... That's actually not even the most interesting part of his trip story. Okay. What airline were you on? Spirit. 
Oh my god, no. you poor bastard. Oh, why? Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> it's been great. Three, I've flown it three no, times. I, great. So really? we have Anyways, these yeah. things. <laughs> in the minority. We, we, and we have these, which Jeff just couldn't wait and just tore right yep. the fuck into. Yep, that's Jeff. So, green envelopes. These are from... John Bean Hastings. John Bean Hastings. The oh. reason Andy doesn't have one is because he already got his. Fantastic. I think they're all the same, so if you want to just go off of what I have in... Maybe they're not. Okay. Maybe fine. yours is not the same. Well, they're. I was just gonna allow you to have the visual. Envelopes aid. are not marked, so they probably are the same. I think they're all the same. Yeah. Ah, see, because mine has a Halloween thing in it, with with pumpkins and oh, you have one too. <laughs> Never mind. This okay. So this is from John. Trick or treat from John and Terry. That's a Ooh, little, it's a little late. stand. Okay. Yeah, this is this is given to you guys like weeks ago. We didn't get it back to you. <laughs> Well, thank you, John. This is fantastic. We appreciate it. Doesn't forgive the man baby shit, but this is great. <laughs> oh, and so all the much. costume stuff. And that is very cool. So, yeah. So, uh, what are we looking at here, Torgo? We, we, we are looking at a 3D paper cut creation of a cemetery with ghosts, jack-o'-lanterns, and a haunted moon. Yep. And then a collage of varying John Bean Hastings and... And I assume wife. Terry. Terry. Uh, itinerary. Itinerary. Doing awesome Halloween things. And the, the cutouts, I have to say this for John. The, when the day comes that he's all senile and needs to go to the old person's home, he is going to ace crafting day. Oh, jeez. Mm. Absolutely. They will give him all the grants. It's very cool. Nice cutouts. Are <laughs> Thank the, you, John. Were these lasered, Andy? Do you know? Uh, he cuts them with a... Uh, yeah, it's a laser. Yeah. It's a, wow, look at that. Yeah, That's this, some great stuff. It's well, incredibly impressive. No one can cutter. cut by hand like Boy, that. Boy, that John's a creative guy. He's yep. really talented. <laughs> so, well... Do we know anyone in this room that's like that? No. Nope. All right, we can <laughs> <laughs> carry on. Poor Andy just shrugged his shoulders, and and Got Matt's him. and Matt's given that that bender arm thrust at the end, walking past the stadium. I bow to John's brilliance. He's phenomenal, John. You're phenomenal. Yeah, it's it is except great. for the man babies thing, but it's phenomenal. <laughs> No, oh. Man Babies was inspired. It's That's comedy, right? And he's like, but do you have a weird military-looking robot thing in your backyard? I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> All right, we can geek the current Star Trek film series that has been on hold since the release of Star Trek Beyond in 2016 is back on track. Legion and Fargo creator Noah Hawley is in final talks to write and direct the next installment for Paramount Pictures, setting the stage for the fourth film featuring the Kelvin timeline cast first introduced ten years ago in Star Trek. J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot Production Company will return to produce this installment alongside Hawley's own company, 26 Keys. The Kelvin Timeline crew of the USS Enterprise, including Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, uh, Zoe Saldana, Carl Urban, and Simon Pegg, are expected to return for the film. This project is separate from the long-discussed Star Trek project from director Quentin Tarantino, which is also still in development with, development with Abrams. Holly has a knack for taking beloved properties and putting his own distinct spin on them. He broke through in TV world with Fargo. Then with comics on the TV show Legion. And earlier this year, he made a feature debut with the Natalie Portman-led drama Lucy in the Sky. And now he will be running 
Star Trek. Is there any word how they're going to handle uh, um, what's his name? Uh, yeah, play Chekhov. Um, oh, Anton yeah. Yelchin. Anton yeah. Yelchin. Thank you. He, uh, yeah, yeah, they're replacing uh, him with a Irish the, woman named Kaylin. Oh no! <laughs> uh, the the God. last they're word using on RX that? from uh, the animated series, the guy with three arms. The, the last official word on that, when J.J. Abrams was asked about that, was that they weren't going to replace him with another actor. They might write it off like he's in another part of the the galaxy. He's serving like, on the Reliant. Yeah, that that okay. was that was one of the pitched ideas that he's serving. They're not going to kill him off. Personally, yeah, they're not going to kill him off. But they did. They wanted to honor Anton Yelchin and his portrayal, I think, and not just. Killed the character what they off. needed to do, and actually now that the technology has caught up after all these years, they just de-age Walter Koenig. Agent Besser on the ship? It's a Babylon 5 reference. Yes, he was I, Agent I, Besser. I don't know. I've never seen yeah. Babylon Who 5. farted, by the way? Sorry? Some, 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 who pooted? Not me, but I can, can if you want. All I smell is your your cherry Coke Zero right now. Kit? Boy. It doesn't speak highly are, of that Cherry Coke Zero. That, those are weird. The Coke Zero version of Cherry Coke is very potent with its aromatics. More potent than that poot. I guess Apparently, so. I'll just I'll wave it around. Wave it around. <laughs> I'm going to blame the cat because I didn't. Did you? Nope. I blame the flex tape. It's Andy. No, I, I okay. confess when I do. Andy owns up to it. He doesn't warn you. But but when you, you confront him, he'll uh, he'll say, "Yeah, I, I'm, I'm always hoping it'll slip by." But, <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm called out, I will not deny yeah, it. But as soon as you SPD. see the plant's leaves curling, you know. <laughs> help me! Help me! <laughs> Kit falls over <laughs> on his side. <laughs> he just starts drunken walking for no reason. <laughs> pops out. I'll, I'll pop. post on Facebook. Well, you guys don't have to worry about me go funding for Kit anymore. <laughs> Andy killed him with a fart. There's Andy fist pumping. When I kill Kit, <laughs> when I kill Kit, you'll see it coming. I'll be in front of him, and he'll be armed. Less than two weeks after its debut on Disney Plus, The Mandalorian has officially become the most watched television series in on the U- Disney Plus in the U.S. across all steaming pl- uh, steaming platforms. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Freudian slip if I've ever heard one. Have <laughs> you seen it, Todd? Have oh yes, I'm yeah. caught up. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, the flagship launch series for Disney's online streaming service has ended Stranger Things' 21-week reign as America's most in-demand digital exclusive series, according to Parrot Analytics. For the week of November 17th through 23rd, the hit series based on the Star Wars universe garnered 100.3 million demand expressions, quote-unquote. <laughs> I'm what? sorry, What? <laughs> Is that a new form of currency? It's basically... Is that what replaces the loony? It's when a device requests a streaming download. So instead of actually being physically downloaded, it's requesting a access to the server. Oh, so the, streaming. Uh, the, so data, actually, the data firm's measurement unit, uh, they say, reflects the desire, engagement, and viewership of a series weighted by importance. There you go, whatever that means. Netflix's Stranger Things, now in second place, Listen. received 81.2 million demand expressions last week. It's a complicated profession, that analytical stuff. Followed by DC Universe's Titans. With 71.2 million. That's in third place. That's interesting. I don't hear anybody talking about that. Right. Oh, I got a scrunchy face from Duncan. I haven't heard of it. <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking that can't be accurate. I'm willing to bet 
what was it? Demand, uh, demand, expressions. demand expressions. The way they're phrasing that makes me think that that's, it's not downloads. It's probably including like requests from like RS, RSS feeds and bots and such and advertisement polling. It's, are you saying the Russians are behind it? Well, I'll take <laughs> off your fucking aluminum hat. Yeah, your really. Hat. It's just like, phrased very oddly is all. It sounds like something that would be described in the failing grade at a mime college. A demand <laughs> expression can also <laughs> indicate like somebody started to watch it and then didn't finish it. There so you go. It's, it's the same know. thing as like, no, like the, that the old Arsenio Nielsen boxes. If you would start Hall? watching something and then after five minutes you change the channel, it's still, it's still logged that you watched the whole program. Yeah, that was a painful moment for Andy. There was, was. a disappointment for Andy. That was a disappointment for me. He put on uh, Arsenio Hall's special on Netflix. He was about 10 minutes into it, and he was just like, this isn't funny. <laughs> Is it, was it stand-up? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You just, Thanks for taking one for the team, then. Yeah, well, I, I stopped at 10 minutes. Maybe maybe it, maybe it'll be at 11 he got funny. I don't know. But He was like, you can finish this. I'm going to be... I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Uh, the Mandalorian debuted in third place on Parrot Analytics' ranking of the most in-demand original streaming what? services in the U.S., garnering nearly 40 million demand expressions. Quote, while demand is a metric that should not be confused with subscriber numbers, this is a strong indication that the Star Wars series is driving a lot of signups for the fledgling Disney Plus service, a statement from Parrot Analytics said. Since launching on November 12th, Disney Plus gained more than 10 million subscribers, exceeding even that of the most optimistic in the industry expectations. Uh, written and created by John Favreau, The Mandalorian follows a mysterious bounty hunter who takes a job hunting down a secret target and realizing he got more than he bargained for. It's it's a really good show. Yeah. I gotta hand it to Pedro Pascal, though, in that series, because he's emoting without being able to see his face. He's using body language. That's hard. Inflection. That's that's ridiculously hard. That's and I'm not even hard. an actor. Talk about a mime college. Yeah. Right. Hugo Weaving did it in V for Vendetta. Yes, yes absolutely. That's that was I, the only example I could think of offhand when he said that. That, that was another one I had used when somebody was asking I mean, me about even it. But yeah. Proust as Darth Vader. Yes. Most of that's the voice. Yeah, exactly. So <clears> I just... I, I, gotta I did give it the guy a, I got to give the guy a lot of respect for being able to portray a character that's intriguing and draws you in and you can't even see his face mm. because as humans, so much of what we relate to, you know, especially on movies and television shows is, you know, having that emotional connection with a character is because you can see that character's facial sure. expressions. It's probably the best one I've seen since Robot Monster. So <laughs> it's it's something hard to do. Like I, I'm the best example I can think of is a um, Doom guy in the recent Doom game. Okay, it, they actually do a really good job of characterizing him, even though it's in first person. You're playing as him, right? You're only seeing his arm movements and foot movements, and he's the way he interacts with his environment. So he'll do stuff like uh, he'll be looking at a console while some while while the uh, the big bad of the video game is going. We you see we we invaded hell for their energy, but you see it was all for the greater good. And like as he's saying that, Doom guy's looking down at a corpse like in the elevator, like ah, or he'll he'll be he'll be walking through. This is how you turn off this machine. We need to turn this off so we can continue pulling the hell energy. And Doom guy really considers turning it off properly, and then just stomps on it. <laughs> I really need to play through Doom. It's such a good game. It is absolutely worth it. It was good, but something else shiny caught my eye. Yeah, that same same thing happened to me. I was really into it until something else distracted me. Yep. 
Right there with you. Next year's No Time to Die will be Daniel Craig's fifth James Bond movie. And while that doesn't live up to Roger Moore's record of seven Bond films, it will break a Bond record of another sort. Uh, longest amount of time being Bond. Hmm. Oh. Clocking hmm. in next spring at 14 years portraying Bond, Craig will have exceeded Moore's record of 12 years. And then that will be the end. That's really 14 years since the yeah. Casino Royale? Yeah. Campus Fugit, man. Wow. Feel old now? Well, you get. I feel old all the time, baby. <laughs> it's easy to forget, though. Like those early Bond films, they were cranking them out like every other year. Sure. So, like it, sometimes it wasn't even a full two years between. No, I'm, I'm, Bond I, that, that doesn't throw me. It's it's the 14 years since Casino Royale throws me. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's the, yeah they were what three to four years between each picture, right? Sounds about right. On, on the, the late on show, the with, run? No, with, he had to he had to take the time out to do Cowboys and Aliens. Yeah, that was very important. <laughs> Didn't didn't he announce he was actually going to stop? Is this the last one? Or? On the late show with Stephen Colbert, Craig confirmed that his next role as Bond will be his last. Okay. So, uh, black woman is that what we we said in some other story that a black woman is going to be Bond for like one episode? But it's weird. I don't think anything has been announced in that regard. Okay. So I, I know there's speculation. There's wants out there. I'm sure that's. A heavy want, and I think that would be neat. No, I seem to recall a story. Maybe I heard it somewhere else, but there was like a black woman who's going to be James Bond, but it was like not really James Bond. It was like, yeah, uh, might have been someone in talks in Hollywood. They're going to call that movie "Never Say Never Again" too. Mm. <laughs> I get that reference. <laughs> Talk about disappointments. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind it that much. It's just Thunderball again, right? Exactly, right. So, I, so we're announcing better Thunderball effects. 3. Yeah. I would have liked that title. Thunderball. Again. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> if, they could, if they could get somebody they, to write it so it sounds Thunderballer. like Thunderballer. Thunderball 2. Electric No, Google no. Blue. See, now you're making it almost exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, I like the way Jeff delivered it. Thunderball. That's, again. That's why I own my own PR firm. Yeah. <laughs> solid entry. Solid entry. Ooh, solid entry. That's your cover band for... <laughs> Uh, Solid Entry is my Freddie Mercury cover brand. Oh! oh! <laughs> I was going to say Kiss, but I like his better. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's solid. I think I had a good one on Facebook the other day. Oh, yeah? Pat, that, go ahead. We were, making, we were making jokes about uh, um, the debut of the new logo. And uh, somebody put up, I think it was John, put up the, the Palm Suite, the biggest, most expensive suite in Las Vegas. We're going to have the reveal party there. And I was like, yeah, uh, Jeff is uh, using his uh, connections to get us a comp to that. Torgo wants a, a, a Top Golf buyout. And John was like, oh, I love Top Golf, even though I can't play for anything. I was just violently shanking balls left and right. <laughs> And I said, Violent Shank is my Takeshi 6 9 cover band. Oh, wow. What? Oh, come on. It was good. Right over my head, though. Like it. it was good. Thanks, man. He's just throwing everyone under the bus. But yeah, that's good. But, Andy, what is the cover band for Violently Shanking Balls? Yikes. <laughs> that's, that's probably Guar. <laughs> I'll give him that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is hilarious. Let's talk about death. Um, Michael J. Pollard. God damn it. Veteran, uh, veteran actor known for his roles in Scrooged and House of a Thousand Corpses has died at the age of 80. 
Pollard began his acting career in 1958 with a segment on Omnibus, an educational variety show hosted by Alistair Cook. For the next 61 years, he appeared in projects like Bonnie and Clyde, the 1967 film, yep. Tales from the Crypt, uh, the Ray Bradbury Theater, Toxic Crusaders, and the original Star Trek. Also, we lost uh, uh, cartoonist Gan Wilson. Gan. Yes, that's why I said. Yep. Uh, uh, Sihoban Wilson has died at the age of 89. Uh, drawing on childhood science fiction, horror, and fantasy, Wilson's unique take on everything from office politics to the things under the bed pleased both critics and mainstream films by being both cerebral and accessible. Murder, chaos, and subverted expectations were often on the minds of Wilson's characters with his visibly stylized illustrations and often featured imagery drawn straight from his horror and sci-fi roots. A lot of, a lot of Lovecraft, Lovecraft inspiration in a lot of his stuff. Yes, in 2009, Wilson illustrated an animated adaptation of Neil Gaiman's It Was Dark and Silly Night, ahead of a New Yorker retrospective of his eerie yet playful body of work for the magazine. The 2013 documentary, Gahan Wilson, Born Dead, Still Weird, enlisted a A-list cast of creators and media icons, including Gaiman, Stan Lee, Guillermo del Toro, and uh, Hugh Hefner, to explain how Wilson's artistry managed to resonate with such a wide cross-section of readers over the decades. And... In 2005, Wilson was honored with a Lifetime Achievement Award at the annual World Fantasy Awards. The honor came with a familiar-looking trophy for the cartoonist and designer. It's a stylized bust of H.P. Lovecraft that Wilson himself had originally designed for the organization three decades earlier in 1975. That's awesome. I went to the H.P. Lovecraft Centennial quite a while ago now, and uh, Gayen was there. And I actually, there's, somebody took a photo of me and my friend Jason Eckert, who's a Lovecraft illustrator and scholar, and Gayen Wilson in the observatory Lovecraft used to hang out at. I've never seen the photo. But it exists. Somebody took the picture. We posed for it, but I've never seen the photo. A few years later, um, Jason got to take Gayen to, uh, um, uh, what is it? The town that the, the uh, Innsmouth is based on. Oh. Um, and, and they had calamari and, and the town Innsmouth is based on. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's nice. Yeah. I like that. The, that first place, is that where the uh, the Lovecraft statue is? Or? No, that's in Providence. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. God, I can't remember the name of it. It's, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's Gloucester. Gloucester is Gloucester where is the Innsmouth. Town. Okay. Which is later taken over by a cult. <laughs> I'm sorry? Uh, Innsmouth for Gloucester. The Moonies, yeah, the, the Moonies actually bought Gortons of Gloucester for a while. I don't think they own it anymore, but... <laughs> Though the new Star Wars young adult novel Force Collector is part of Disney and Lucasfilm's Journey to Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker publishing initiative, author Kevin Schnick, 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 Kevin Schnook, Kevin Schnook, Schnick, Kevin Schnook, Kevin Schnick, Schnick, was as much in the dark about the upcoming film as the rest of the public. Last year, after Schnick turned in his draft of the book, a tale of a young man coming to terms with his confusing connection to the Force. He got a mysterious call from the Lucasfilm story group as the Keepers of Canon alerted Shinnick that he had unwittingly woven a portion of his tale a little too close to director J.J. Abrams' plan for the rise of Skywalker. Oh, my. <gasps> Quote, The great thing about the story group is that their eyes are on everything, Shinnick told Sci-Fi Wire of the team that oversees continuity in Star Wars film, television, books, comics, video games, and so on. Continuing the quote, right before Christmas of last year, they called and said, we have a problem we didn't foresee happening. J.J. just handed in his script 
and it seems you just inadvertently wrote a big section of episode nine. Unquote. I I like how this is treated the same seriousness as a. Uh, as the the FBI calling up Tom Clancy because he got the submarine <laughs> stuff too good and, and uh, he wrote uh, too long Red Dawn. Uh, though they wouldn't elaborate on plot detail, Shinnick says, "quote There was a big section in which Force Collector's main character went on to a specific planet that they were like, yeah, that entire section has to come out." Wow. It shifted the story a little bit, but luckily it did not change the arc of it all. Unquote. Uh, the book is set about three years prior to Star Wars The Force Awakens. It's set at a time when Jedi Knights have long disappeared and are widely believed to be nothing more than a myth. I love <laughs> that of all the feelers of the stories out there that somebody wrote the same story as the movie. Right. I wonder if they'll do like a uh, author's edition reissue after the movie comes out with that chapter that would, worked back in. That'd that would be, be kind of neat. That would be interesting. I'd love to see that. He, if he doesn't, he'll probably put it up on a blog or something like that. I, I have to imagine. Like, it's possible. It's like Tortuga. Mm. I, I don't know. It Star Wars has Disney. a... Oh, oh, Disney oh. has a stronghold on their properties. I mean, they're removing animated uh, gifs of... Of Yoda, yeah. yeah Young so. Yoda. Apparently, those are back already now. Are they? It yeah. does yeah. not too much backlash. Probably. Yeah. Bunch of jerks. <laughs> Will Narnett is entering the world of building blocks in a new reality competition series on Fox called Lego Masters. Arnett voiced Batman in Warner Brothers' big screen Lego films. Launching on February 5th, 2020, Lego Masters will find Arnett, the show's host and executive producer, serving on a panel of judges who will bestow the title of Master Builder upon hopeful contestants. TV show is based on the UK program of the same name, launched in 2017. A version also exists in Australia. So, yes, the Lego reality competition is coming to Fox soon. That All right. sounds like fun to me. I hate reality show, but I might watch that one a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Has it's anybody watched the Toys That Made Us 3 yet? Has anybody Not yet. tipped their toe in that I'm, yet? I'm halfway through that. Uh, but apparently there's a really touching moment in it. I know. I read that too. Yeah. And which which episode? The first episode. Uh, uh, yeah, Eastman and Laird. Oh, okay. They uh, they hadn't talked in like forever, oh. and uh, the episode they kind of got back together for the interview and everything, and they started talking and shit. And oh wow, that's cool. By I, the end of it, they were drawing turtles and. Oh, how cool! Yeah, so. Uh, Kevin Eastman's coming to Torpedo Comics here pretty soon. Yeah, oh, cool. on the other side of town. Have you the, guys been in Torpedo Comics yeah. here in Vegas? That is a different kind of comic book store. It is. It's a collector's store. Yes, it is. A comic store. Yeah, that yeah. that is like going into a really big con booth. Yes. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one, they're... Like nerdgasm? Like the, that kind of... No, because they don't deal in autographs except for okay. autographed comics. All right. And they have a vault in the back that you can go into, which is basically all their best ones that they have available for sale. Oh, I didn't know they had the vault. I'm gonna have to go back now. And it's a whole bunch of Hulk number ones, Mad Magazine number one, like really hardcore, nice original it's, it's pieces over there by the the art theater. The yeah, uh, by the Fort Apache. Uh, what the hell is that one? It's I, I've been in there. I just yeah. didn't no, know no, they I'm had a, to think I'm a Village vault. Square. Village Square, which yeah, which, so about that, that's got to be some nice synergy for them. I always thought it was great when the uh, uh, when the two the two dollar theater was right next to the Pinball Hall of Fame. Yeah, that was really cool. That was some glorious synergy. Yeah. to use your terms. But then they went to four dollars and 
Just right, and then everything. they had to move their own building. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, that just crushed the whole business it, model. It, huh? it just destroyed everything. And on that day when it's three fifty, <clears throat> you yeah. don't want to go. Yeah, there. You yeah, really you don't, don't want to go there. there. <laughs> Fifty cents is worth it. When the half price theater is itself half price, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> And a big thanks to Mark for par- posting this on the layer. Channing Tatum and Roy Lee are looking to adapt The Max, the comic book created by Sam Keith, into a motion picture. Tatum will produce via his production company, Free Association, and Lee will produce alongside him through Vertigo Entertainment. The original comic of The Max was created by Keith in the 1990s by Image Comics. The story follows a homeless man living in a box, and that same man in an alternate reality called The Outback serving as a maxed protector to the Jungle Queen. Hmm. Keith previously cut his comic teeth on the first artist on the all-time classic, The Sandman. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Max ran for five years, spawned both an audio drama and a 13-episode cartoon series that played on MTV. That's going to be... It's live action we're talking about. This is going to be the first live live action. action. i got to see what the hell The Max is going to look like in live action, because that is a weird character design. It's a weird-looking character. Absolutely. His art is just... It's weird. I I like his art. It's really funky. It's like a, it's like Sienkiewicz with a little more control. Huh. You know, that's how I vision it. It's got it. a very scruffy yeah. look to it. It's, it's nice. Very, it's very, very uh, uh, scribbly, but controlled scribbly. Yeah, it's yeah. really, really. I haven't read the Max, but I'm familiar with his work on Sandman. Yeah, I got the so first good. few of them. It, it didn't. It didn't. I mean, I. It was mostly an art thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you didn't like, like the art. You did like the. Did I did like, like the, art. the art. It is a striking character design. Yeah. 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 That yeah. sticks in your head. Yeah. So, but I don't know the Max at all. Conceptually speaking, it sounds kind of like a like John Carpenter on Mars mixed with like a homeless person kind of, out of uh, like the interplay between those. John Carpenter or John Carter. Con- Don Carter. Carter. I accept <laughs> your proposal. Oh, I like John Carpenter Mars. I like. I know I've heard other people make that mistake in hindsight too. It's, well, it's I just, was hoping it wasn't John Carpenter's Ghosts of Mars. No, then no, fuck no. that. No, <laughs> it's just John Carpenter John for four point five minutes going air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Let me compose something musical. <laughs> Get me a synthesizer. <laughs> we got big trouble. <laughs> Damn Pier. The comic for Mario. Damn your Pier. <laughs> Back at you. The comic for Mario Baselli. the pan flute? And Maurizio Colombo. <laughs> and that's broken him. Damn Pier, master of the pan flute, is. Oh, that's God- Zamfir. Sorry. Goddamn hilarious. <laughs> This is my pan flute. <laughs> His bangs keep getting stuck on it. <laughs> I will start again. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, that comic is being adapted into a film by director Ricardo Camelo with a $12 million budget and starring Wade Briggs as the half-vampire, Dampier is set to begin production. The film will be adapting the first two comics in the 300-issue series, so there's plenty of material left. Uh, Variety's report already calls the film the planned debut of the Bonelli Cinematic Universe. Oh, my God. This references the Italian comic book company Sergio Bonelli Editore, which is co-producing the film. 
Uh, production has begun in Romania and will film for 11 weeks. Romania. Is it Dampier or Vampir? Dampier. Dampier with a D. With a D-H. With a, the big D. Streaming everywhere on the Dampier Network. Oh, it's that kind of movie. <laughs> it's that kind of cinematic yes, universe. it is. With pan flute music. <sighs> and, and sax. What? Are you like at, like, like Matt just had like like an electronic zap. <laughs> no, and no, just... no, that's what the panel gets stuck oh. in his <laughs> Okay, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the joke I did. That's correct. <laughs> I was adding to. Yeah, thanks, Matt. I'm glad somebody recognized me. That's correct. Your cat is dude. Fucking... This is what he's like when he's wanting wanting to get out. No, just willpower. He's... What, lady? He, he hasn't let him out. He, he's turned this place into like Disneyland for cats, but it's. <laughs> <laughs> he's not, he's not every cat out. I mean, now that Andy's back, I'm going to tie string to him <laughs> and hope that uh, it occupies the cat. I'm going to be napping a long time tomorrow, so you know. All right, we'll leave your door open. All right. Well, after the John Carpenter of Mars thing, I'm completely inspired <laughs> to do some red light, green light. Yes. Oh. Red light, green light. Such a fun game to play. Doesn't matter what you say. Gonna make this shit anyway. John Carpenter, Warlord of Mars. <laughs> I would greet like that too. Just him in a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, is looking all pissed? Is this all you got for me to wear? I know. I know Disney has, has made a movie, but all. But I mean, is the character John Carpenter has that made into public domain yet? You mean John Carter? John Carter. John See, Carter. you're doing it too now. <laughs> John Carpenter is not in the public domain. No. How about John Carter? Is John Carter in the public domain? Um, uh, I believe uh, I believe most of the stories are Under the Moons of Mars, which is Princess of Mars. And, and so I would like to see an anthology book of various writers writing various versions of John Carter and Mars, except that they just switch who gets, gets sent to Mars. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Oh, that could John be John Carpenter and Mars. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Alice Cooper and Mars. Commander K and Mars. Commander K and Mars. Yeah. Oh come on! I thought you guys. Sherlock would Holmes. Be. According what, to this, what? Disney lost the rights to public domain of the John Carter books in 2014. There you go. So it looks like most of them are in there, from what this says. Well, because you you and now things are entering in that weird zone with a uh, uh, trademark and stuff like that, like. Some of the early Conan stories are now in the public domain, but Conan and the titles will be trademarked. So like some company in Thailand uh, made one of the first Conan stories into a movie, but they can't use the title of the story or Conan in the title. Interesting. Yeah. So, so it's mm-hmm. Jonan, yeah, right. the Harparian. Yeah. No, it's still Conan, but your title you just can't be those things so it's it's kind of weird i don't know this, so the character is still conan but they can't call it conan yeah. in the title oh yeah they adapted the story much but like, they can't much, in their advertising in their marketing the trademark they can't much like until recently the character was captain marvel although he's been recently called shazam but they called him captain marvel you know the title of the book couldn't be captain marvel shazam yes shazam all right, here we go. Red light, green light. I got some. Uh, I got a whole shitload of these. So let's uh, 
it's, uh, I wanted to pass these along. I was just going to do it myself, but I figured I'd let uh, the, you you all get in on this. And, and we got a new uh, executive. Hey there, I'm the new guy. That is, he is. He's very, very excited to be here. He so, sounds it. So you welcome him. God, from the streaming service. We like the ideas of the youth. <laughs> all right. Yeah, let's get started with this. Oh, good oh boy. <laughs> all right, red light, green light. Sony Pictures Television announced its partnership with the developer Square Enix and production company Hivemind, that they're the ones that are doing The Witcher for Netflix right now, to create a live-action TV show based on the best-selling Final Fantasy video game series. Quote, Television is the ideal medium to capture the extraordinary depth, sophisticated themes, and unparalleled <laughs> imagination of Final Fantasy and its multitude of unique and fully realized characters, said Jason Brown, Hive Mind co-founder and co-president. Nice guy. We are all working tirelessly to bring together artists from around the world who are united in honoring the extraordinary legacy of this franchise and millions of fans around the world. The live-action TV series will tell an original story set in the fantastic world of Eorzea, a continuously growing world first... Is that, a, is that that's Georgia with an accent? Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, a continuously growing world first introduced in Final Fantasy XIV, the series' first massive multiplayer online game that incorporates elements and characters from across the franchise's 30-year history, reads the official press release. It will explore the struggle between magic and technology in a quest to bring peace to a land in conflict. And it will be filled with iconic hallmarks through the titles Reverend Mytho uh, Rever Revered, not a Reverend Mythology fool, Revered Mythology, <laughs> including a Magitech and Beastmen and Airships and Chocobos. Among so, others. So Reverend, the character Reverend Mythology will not be in the series. <laughs> That's right. Reverend Chocobo, however, <laughs> you will bow down. Ben Lustig and Jake <laughs> Thornton are attached as writers and executive producers. The show will be produced by Jason Brown from The Expanse, uh, Sean Daniel from Universal's Mummy reboot, and Dinesh Samdasani, from Blo who's working on Bloodshot. In terms of characters, the release promises a mixture of new and familiar faces, including live-action debut of Sid. The fella, beloved fan favorite anti-hero has appeared in nearly every incarnation of the Final Fantasy mythos. Oh, well, thank God. So this, Sid they, is going to be a part of this. Are they throwing money behind this or not? Uh, no, are we throwing money behind <laughs> well, that's this? That's the question. Is, is this a high-budget thing or a low-budget thing? Uh, well, it's Sony Pictures Television, yeah. so it's not like it's some uh, fly-by-night. So we got Sony money here. It's not your production. And S Square Enix is really trying to get this whole movie thing off the ground. All right. It, it's a, it's oh, a TV show thing it's off a, the ground. Ton of lifting to get this thing to work, but give it a shot. I say, go for it. No. Even without the inclusion of Reverend Mythology. No, <laughs> red. Well, it's red. Why, why, wow. why a big red from you there? Uh, Matt? They already have the best. Uh, what was the first um, paragraph there? Where you're like, the best delivery system for this is the TV show, uh, TV platform. No, they already did it. It's called the game. Yeah, <laughs> they originally came out as games, and it's a game. Okay, so no. What what part of the how much of the TV show is devoted to grinding up uh, XP on slimes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, and I don't know if we're gonna do that. I, I I'm gonna give, give it that a one. green. I'm gonna give it a green. <laughs> You're giving it a green. Why are you green in this one? And grinding for slime. Thing, like <laughs> every time I they know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> is it another fluid thing? <laughs> Boy, the tailors really bring mm. in the fluid. <laughs> 
every fucking show, man. <laughs> <laughs> Red from me. Red from Matt. Uh, we got a green from Kay. Uh, yep. What about the new guy? How about you, Duncan? Uh, Take your streaming service out of here. <laughs> if you green like that. Well, you're the streaming service. Honestly, uh, honestly, red light. It's perfect. It's see, don't that's be a influenced lobby by works. this guy. <laughs> see, no, that's no. how. That's how. Final Fantasy. New Line Cinemas here just uh, lobbied you. Final, <laughs> Final Fantasy is so weird because <laughs> it seems like the way it works. I, I haven't played any of them myself. I've only heard it from other friends. They. It seems like every new incarnation is like they completely reboot the universe. There's like almost no continuity between them. Just characters. It's like. And this said guy. It's like if you. <laughs> If you wrote a story once and then rewrote the same story, or rewrote a different story with the same characters and the same elements and the same creatures in an entirely different world, and it means it's it's a very hard series to get Pokemon. into. There's a lot of that going on now in the DC universe. So. <laughs> uh, Jeff, what are you thinking? That's a hard sell. Um, gosh, that's we got a tough two. One. We got two reds. We got two greens. I know a lot of people that are really into that that whole Final Fantasy mythos and would absolutely love to see it. You know, on the screen, be it big or small. Um, I was just never that into the series, so I'm not. I'd say give it a green light. Just you know, at least give it a shot. I mean, Sony did it. Sony Pictures Television did a great job with the boys for Amazon. So even if it ended up on streaming, it's got potential. Oh, was Sony that did that. Yeah, Sony yeah, Pictures that, Television that reinforces the, my green. <clears throat> All right. So, if, if I could add something, uh, sure, sure. Right. Movies might not be the best format for this. I no, bet this is TV. TV. A TV. Yeah, oh. it's going to be an ongoing series. If they, or at least a limited series. If they did this, with close a, your briefcase. Uh, don't give them the money. <laughs> if they did this as like a an anime thing, if they switch that format, that might do it. That might work better for them. But I can't see this working well on TV. Mm. Well, seeing that almost all the people behind this, as far as producers, are all. People that have done television or movies all live action, I'm going to guess it's a live action thing. Mm. Uh, as for myself, I've played a lot of Final Fantasy in my time. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely uh, seven was kind of life changing as far as what a game could do for me. Uh, I will say a lot of the later Final Fantasies that I've played have been absolute horseshit. Wow, <laughs> um, and just incomprehensible stories beautiful to look at well i'm kind of reminded of that final fantasy movie final fantasy spirits within oh god that one uh that is a fine example of what final fantasy is weirdness for weirdness sake and it's kind of like that whole thing that's i have with the whole sanderson thing except not as good as brandon sanderson oh wow to, to whereas they invent all these new ideas and things but it seems like for the sake of of inventing new ideas and things that are empty. Like, this is a cool world, word, we'll call this a that. And, yeah, every time you play a new game, it's a whole new set of characters. It's a whole new world. So, yeah, there is no continuity between them. So, the fact that they're building this in the MMO game that was very popular... And I think it's still being played by a lot of people. I I, I know people who are still playing it yeah. to the day. So it's it's a popular game. So there is a fan base in there. This world is established. They are it's so they're not gonna do like, yeah, we're gonna do parts of seven, we're gonna do parts of fourteen, we're gonna do parts of twelve, 
and then hey, let's go back and do Final Fantasy original. Now that's so. How many parts are there? Uh, I think I th- up to fifteen. I think yeah. actually sixteen. Sixteen now. plus a fishing game. Yeah. And so now the only downside like, could be that you have a lot of really hardcore Final Fantasy fans that they have a specific vision as to what they think Final Fantasy is. They're going to pick so this to this, death. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There is that potential. They could they could nitpick it to death. I don't want to hear from any single one of them because of all the, the four Final Fantasy games that I finished, uh-huh. and these were ones between seven, uh, the one after uh, 15 and then a few of the ones between seven and the few in between. I can't tell you what they're about. Yeah. <laughs> I have no fucking idea. That's true. I there, do there's, remember there's, that. There's not a story in there. It's just stuff that happens along the way. I do remember watching him play the game, and he goes, I don't know what the fuck is going on right now. And I'm like, okay, that's fair. There's some interesting battles and mechanics. But I remember Seven having a story that I got into. That's the one with Cloud, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that, that that's kind of considered by many the bellwether. In fact, they're remaking it. It's the only one they're, just, they're rebooting. I was just about to ask. Square Enix is a lot of, a lot of money to throw around if they're remaking this, uh, remaking that and funding a funny TV show. Sure. Well, it's you know, it's kind of like when I started playing Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, and, and I tried to go, oh, boy. hey, let me tell you about I went to find out what the story was that led up to it so I could follow along. You I poor have no bastard. fucking clue. You poor yep. bastard. That, that that game makes no <laughs> sense, but it has fun game mechanics, and you play with Disney characters with Final Car- Fantasy characters you may or may not know, and that's what's fun is playing in Disney Worlds. Not the story. I remember asking you about that. I'm like, I was like, so what's the storyline of this one? I don't know. I'm like, are you at least enjoying it? Yes. yes there. I'm playing in Toy Story <laughs> Land. That's all I need to know right now. That's yeah. the fun part. And apparently there's these things that look cute, but you have to punch them. Donald Duck is my sidekick. <laughs> yes, and Goofer. Goofer? So Goofer, <laughs> his name, right? Goofy. Goofy. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Goofer. <laughs> Torgor, everybody. <laughs> so, oh, sorry, Turger. Holy <laughs> damn! <laughs> uh, uh, so I'm really torn on this, uh, but I'm gonna have to edge toward red. That's a split that goes to the monkeys. So yeah, it's it's so f- all right. Yeah, because shock monkeys lair. It's up to best. you. Red light, green light, <laughs> Final Fantasy, the TV series. Uh, maybe they can find a story. I couldn't after ma- m- much trying and many many hours. But I didn't play the fishing game. Maybe that's the one that ties it all together. Was it a fishing <laughs> game where you like? You it's know, a VR rod, game. Rod, rod and reel fishing, or was yeah. it like a fishing game where it's you tried to get people's emails? PlayStation VR game. Yeah, Final okay. Fantasy Tactics. That's a good one. On Final Fantasy Tactics, Game Boy Advance, or which whatever also has no fucking story, but it's great. <laughs> but it is great. it is good. It, it takes the really good uh, fighting turn by turn fighting element of Ultima and makes it okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, what's we got here? Left, uh, we got a red light, green light, guys. All right, uh, NBC. Has given the green light to NBC. 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 (laughs) Jesus Christ! Did we just do a private parts thing? Yeah. Jesus. (laughs) NBC has given the green light to the bunker. Written and executive produced by Joshua Falov, the comic book writer that reportedly quit a gig with DC Comics over creative differences about the fate of the Green Lantern, John Stewart. 
the bunker reportedly will adapt a story from Falikov and artist John Infu Infunari Infunari Use your words. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. Um, Infunaki. In Infunaki. Uh, infu. Uh, in a furry. In a furry. Um, in a furry. Yikes. Yikes. Hey, that's a pony kind. It does look like Infunari, so I, I'm gonna in a furry. yield on that one. Joe in a furry's graphic novels of the same name. <laughs> Joe in a furry. I love it. The potential TV series aims to explore the story of a group of friends who discover a hidden bunker in the woods containing proof that in the future they will be responsible for a global apocalypse. With their horrifying newfound knowledge as a starting point, the group must decide if they can give up their hopes and dreams in order to save the world or follow their paths and doom us all. Uh, Robinson reportedly will executive produce and direct the series. So, The Bunker. Red light, green light. They find evidence of their future, and they decide whether or not they want to change it. Hmm. Now, you're a big time guy, so you're yeah. probably going to green light this, right? I'm leaning towards it. All right, red light. <laughs> wow. No, I'll green light it. It sounds good. It does sound interesting. But but there's actually, you know it's what? Got potential, it's, anyway. To... to is it, is it you that always... It's been done before. The Travelers. The Minority tra- Report. Okay. Same kind of thing. You know, he's, he saw his future and he was able to alter it because he I saw mean, his future. It's basically just that it's the, the time-traveling Hitler assassin thing just with them being... Yeah, Hitler. If you know what your future is, can you change it or are you locked into a certain path? It's that, that age-old time-travel question. Yeah. I... I Give up your personal hopes and dreams and doom yeah. doom us all. I uh, I feel like I would watch this if I actually knew how it ended. If if I knew like that it actually went somewhere with it, but if it kind of waffled with it, then are you saying you'd like it if it were made well? Well, yeah, okay. if it's done well. <laughs> what about you, Kay? Well, I'm trying to research real quick what happened to John Stewart and find out why that guy quit. Oh, okay. So he you got, got his down. own show eventually and went on something else, didn't he? <laughs> Hey, he went on and fed, right, put an animal farm. What the fart. hell is this? Yeah. And then he went and testified before Congress. Because yeah. uh, <laughs> if the guy quit for the reason I think he did, then I would support him and say, let's do it. I like his moxie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, I'll let you go on that. How about you, uh, Andy? Uh, yeah, it sounds interesting. Let's green light it. All right. I want to I see what they do with it. You know, I'm down for the green light, too. I think, uh, I, I, like Jeff, I like a lot of time travel stuff, so... This this appeals to me. What what are the kids gonna do? What are they gonna do? I want to yeah. know, and I think people want to know. So I'm putting money behind it. Green light. Here's what if half? How many? How many? How many characters is it? Uh, forty two. Whoa, good lord. Okay. Inquiring minds want to know. What if twenty one? No, decide I'm ki- to give I, up their. I'm kidding. It's just a group of friends. Okay. What if half the group decides to give up their hopes and dreams and doom us all with the other half? Huh. See, I, f- I have a feeling that's where it's going to go. Yeah, I think that's the conflict in the story. Is yes. the, those are like, hey, I've wanted to be an actor all my life, and here it is proof that I will become an actor. Yeah, and uh, my 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 path that I chose is going to work out and work out great. Green lighted. Right. Oh wow! So okay. so Kay, Kay, even with the, what this guy did or didn't do with the DC thing, what do you think as far as the? The basic plot uh, idea. All right. You guys talked me into it with the whole time thing. All right. Whatever. Inufari? Inufari. Inufari. <laughs> in, in, How's it spelled? In, in Funari. 
In Infer. I N F U R N A R I. Infunari. That's what I said, right? In I said in a furry. F U R. That's what I said. Yes. In a furry. That's right. In a furry. All right. Well, well, we got well, green lights across the board. Uh, well, uh, yeah. I, I guess green light for me because it sounds like it'll be kind of a low budget thing. It'd probably be like a little small group. Uh, if it's inside a bunker, obviously, then uh, I think they discover a bunker. I think it's wider than that. Discover a bunker. This is okay. NBC here. This is you yeah. know regular television. They're proud N- as a peacock. You know? NBC. 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 <laughs> All right. Uh, so we'll move on to the next one. We all liked that one. Sure. Yeah. Yep. All right. So so red light, green light. This one uh, AMC is adding to its roster of genre programming with an adaptation of Sleeping Beauties, a novel co-written by Stephen King and his son, Owen King. The network is committed to a pilot for the project, and the hope is for it to expand into an open-ended series. I remember you talking about this book. Owen King will write the script for the pilot with Michael Sugar and Ashley Zalta serving as executive producers. The best-selling novel tells the tale of a future where all women mysteriously fall asleep, and what then befalls the small town of Dueling, where a woman's prison provides the main source of employment. The women j- don't just fall asleep. They become wrapped up in cocoons of their own making. And if they get woken up, they become violent. Uh, the men res- remain abandoned. The women find themselves somewhere else entirely while they're asleep. One woman named Evie is able to stay awake and will prove to be either a blessing or a curse. Hmm. So... Stephen and Owen King's Sleeping Beauties on AMC for an open-ended series. Red light, green light. I'm sure they'll have Talking Beauties before or after. <laughs> or before. Yeah, that probably. <laughs> yeah, afterwards they'll be so, talk, talking, talking Beauties. Talking Beauties. So I, think, I think you nailed that one. I'll green light it. Just All right. For, just, you, uh, you've read the book. I have read the book. And it does have an end. It does have an end. The book is good? <sighs> yes. All right, the book is. I'll good. green light it, but I don't like. I, the open end scares me. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at too. Uh, open end scares me, but if the book has an end, then that's okay. That's okay. Well, but I mean, in television, you have to think about when they say open end, they're typically looking at a six to seven year right. span, not the a first, not a finite. You know, I the mean, first season is the first three chapters. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. So, I'll give it a green light. It sounds interesting. How about you, Kay? Um. Okay. <laughs> right, he's, he's still <laughs> in a furry. A full committal. He's still uh, researching that. Uh, I was researching stuff. the wrong name. Yeah, in a furry, uh, huh? No, it's a Fialkov is the one who quit over the fate. Yeah, that's of, that's the guy uh, who left. Ah, uh, you know what? Yeah, I like this a lot. I think it's a really very good book. But you know what other book I really enjoyed? Under the Dome. Oh, oh yeah. Under the Dome was a really really good book turned into a really really meandering series. By who? By whoever made the series. But was the book a, was, was it Stephen AMC? King. Uh, no, it was on ABC. Oh, okay. It was on ABC. Hey, ABC. ABC. Uh, ABC. ABC. Oh, no, was it oh. CB? I think it was CBS, actually. I'm sorry. Um, it could be either one, but either one. Uh, yeah, and, and, and the the sad part was like it was, an, it was a summer series, so the episodes were shortened anyway, but they decided like right before it premiered to stretch out the season one story across two seasons. The slow burn. I, I got through the first season. I'm like, all right, I, I want to see where they go with the second season. I couldn't make it through the second season. I literally like started getting, you know, just over the whole storyline. I was like, I didn't care anymore what you know the okay you know where the dome came from, how the dome got there, etc. It's like I I stopped caring about wanting to find out the end of this mystery. 
I think if they took it and made a maxi series out of it, told the story of the book. But if they're going to open end it and try to bring it up to, you know, AMC, they're doing The Walking Dead still. That's a yeah. long running show, and I sure they, they want something like that. They can continue banking on over time. That's not this story. This story, if you drag it out, I think it's going to be under the dome again. Mm. That's true. It could. Mm. It could. It could go really wrong, but. Hopefully, so, so I'm going to red light this series wow. just based on that because so I don't we, think it should be an open ended. So series. what do we have here? Greens across the board and one red. I, I, I think but the one, the one I was red, actually. it goes red. Hmm? The one guy who's read the book is saying red. Yes, I, I think you've convinced me. Actually, I'm probably going to switch to red. Oh, okay, because that's 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 a good that's a good call. You streaming services. God. <laughs> uh, we, 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 we're going a little long. I think we got time for one more. Well, do we have, can we get a report from Kay here? Oh, you got a you you found what about, your info about in a furry. Oh, uh, Fialkov. <laughs> yeah, he quit. He was doing uh, Green Lanterns, where John Stewart was the lead character, as well as Red Lanterns comic. And uh, DC slotted Stewart uh, to die, and Fialkov was like, uh, didn't agree with that, and so he quit. And there's not much comment beyond that. So, but it was. Uh, and you know I can respect that because yeah, frankly yeah. I think Stewart is one of the I mean I, granted the the animated series Stewart is a fantastic character yes. I was I was really pissed when they weren't going with Hal but when I first saw you know Justice League I was like well this is a hell of a character they they did a really great job with him so you know you can't you can't stay pissed at that. Um, and the the comic series has sort of gone into that route. Um, well, at least they didn't go with Guy Gardner. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, well, you know, f- fuck it. Kill Kyle. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You got to kill a lantern. Kill Kyle. I don't know. Fuck. But, uh, uh, see, this is the uh, the uh, fuck, Mary kill version of Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, really. Uh, but, end. yeah. So, um, yeah, you know. So, what was this one? We're starting a new one. I know. Uh, what was it? Uh, Under the Dome? No, no, no. Beauties. <laughs> beauties. Sleeping Beauties or something. Sleeping Beauties? Yeah, Sleeping Ooh, Beauties. Ooh, I like that. Green light. And <laughs> <laughs> not Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauties. Even better. Ooh, Even better. They tease you. We know what the public likes. Yeah. All right. Last one. We got a little time to squeeze this one in. Red light, green light. The Disney Plus streaming service announced Behind the Attractions a docu-series that will explore the origins of some of Disney's most popular real-world attractions, how they've evolved, and what keeps fans lining up in droves. Disney staple Dwayne the Rock Johnson will co-produce the series via Seven Bucks Productions alongside the Nacelle Company, who were behind the mega-popular Netflix docu-series The Toys That Made Us. While there's no word yet on a premiere, the series does have an order for 10 one-hour episodes. Green. So, uh, red light, green light, uh, behind the attraction. I love any behind the scenes yeah. series. And, you know, like Disney doing a behind the scenes series of itself. And with Dwayne Johnson, who is a huge theme park fan, green light. Yep, I got to give that a solid bong. <laughs> that's, that's a green light. That yeah. was, oh, that okay, was. all right, okay. okay. Listen, you, you got it all wrong. Oh, sorry. Have you seen our comic book? Oh, you're right. <laughs> all right, green light it. Uh, does it say whether it's going to get into the history of it or like like it, at what actually happened? It's going to be it the or? the history of the attraction. It's individual attractions. It 
the Disney like history properties. of haunted mansion, history of Pirates of the Caribbean. Right, right, just like iterations on it, or like events that have happened on it, or like I'm I'm looking for you're a, looking for. I deaths? don't think they're going to have any dirt. Yeah, is, yeah. if that's what you're like decapitated on the. Well, I mean, I was thinking, I was thinking that I was thinking no. like the weird ass like Disney gas masks uh, when in their Fallout shelter or whatever the hell that story was. Oh, you mean a World War Two in England? Was that in England? Yeah. 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 Doesn't Disneyland? Okay. Yeah. No, I green light then. Did. Wait, wait, wait a minute. What the hell confusion just happened? (laughs) (laughs) I lost too. In in World War Two in England, they gave for for when the bombings were happening in London. Right. uh, They gave kids gas masks that looked like Disney characters, so they wouldn't be so afraid. Oh. To help calm the kids down. Well, that's so they're wearing. They make Character wonderful maps. images right. today. Yeah. Yes, and do. it sounds like they're going to be doing the history of how the thing got designed and what changes are made to it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas you kind of want to know about the uh, the 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 history the of rotating the people location. mover that cut the person in half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, you want like the the spearing of the Matterhorn. Like, and it's really funny because I have a feeling the Disney lawyers are so on top of that. The guys would probably be typing it on their computers when suddenly a lawyer would appear <laughs> with a clipboard and some paperwork, and that would be Disney that. has teleportation technology yeah. just for that instance. Yeah. So no, would not be surprised. Twilight Twilight Sparkle is a Disney no, lawyer. No, no, no. Yeah. We don't talk about this. Now, all the energy that I have in my in my hate for Bob Tappert, I put all that energy into a green light for this show. All right. So wow. Green, green. Putting your hate to good things. Right. Green. I'm trying to be green, a better green, man. Green. green. Your hate flow. Green. Whatever. Just Emerald green. <laughs> you guys are green? Yes. Emerald yes. green. Got a full green here because oh, the toys because the toys that made us. Green. Well, yeah. toys that made us producing it and yeah. it's uh, the backgrounds of the Disney attractions. It's, it's if anyone I who says. I anyway on YouTube. So right. Disney doing it great. Anybody who says red. John and Jamie are going to slap the shit out of And that same crew, point. they're doing the, the movies that made us. I'm looking forward to that yep. one, too, oh, on Netflix. It's yeah. supposed to be out Tuesday or something this week, I think. Oh, is that fast? Wow. Yeah, it's coming up real quick. Well, you know, the movies are already made. So I'm going to need really your uh, Netflix info because I canceled my I don't have Netflix. Well, how the oh, hell burr. Wait a second. Arr. Are you on the I Queens don't. and Revenge? Uh, no, I have, for I have Disney what? Plus, what? so... <laughs> I can only I can only subscribe to so many things, sir. Yeah. Wait. I this thing's gonna be on Netflix. Yeah. It'll be sale on ice. No, this is gonna be on Disney Plus. This okay, is on Disney say, Plus. All right. That would. <laughs> We're talking it's about the movies the that made us. How could that possibly be? The movies be on... that made us. Right. Okay. The crew behind this Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I'll get you now. I make it work. The toys that made us, and then we moved on to the movies that made us. But that would be just bizarre if they. Yeah. Right. Obviously, Andy needs to play another three hours of uh, Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Get himself together. Yeah. Uh, he just needs what, to take a big nap. What was your biggest disappointment? Write to us comments at uglycouchu.com. And I want to remind everybody that it is still a little bit of time left to sign up for the Shock Monkeys Secret Santa. That's Secret happening Santa. out there. I, I've I've joined in this year. Oh, For the wow. first year, yeah. I will be a part of this. So I oh, will I be actually. Perfect. with monkeys getting and receiving a gift, and I'm very excited about oh, it. So you can join, so too. Go to the Shock Monkeys layer on Facebook. Uh, Jake has put it all together. Very easy to join up if you're interested. The gift exchange maximum spend is $25. And you, and you got, come on, guys. It's like Jake is in the Christmas spirit. Yeah. What no. in the hell is playing on a phone? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's it's Paul Jr. over here. Oh, Andy. Okay. <laughs> and until next week, I'm Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Back Jack Dandy. Maple Leaf Matt. Something something nuggin'. Yeah. yeah.
Thank you for joining us again. Something, yeah, something, yeah. Duncan. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, okay. And we'll talk blah, to blah, you blah. next week in Geek. Yeah. So Quest World is coming back. Quest that, World. That, that great uh, show with uh, Vohi and uh, the live action role playing game with the giant die and... You don't remember any of this. It was an amazing show. It's gonna be. It's gonna be playing here in December. Oh yeah, it was an amazing show. You guys all yelled at me for not telling you about it. I'm telling yes. you about it. Now. Oh okay. Okay, I remember you went to a cool thing. That yeah. I do remember. Yeah, that was a, that was an almost Andy that actually went somewhere. Yeah, we had a big dice, and that's what influenced the improv. Yes. All right. Exactly. All right. And where's that going to be? That's going to be at. Uh, he says pulling it up. Um, that's why the noise is coming because I was pulling up the. Uh, he doesn't know how to turn his media volume off. I no. do. Just, just, I didn't just have it all the way off. He just though. doesn't care to. No, he doesn't. He just it no. is goes through life yeah. just bumbling if around. He, if he turns yeah. it down, then he has to turn it back up later. With his butt right. Exactly. You know. I went to sleep it last night listening to Xanadu. December 13th <laughs> through December 22nd. Oh, at, it's coming fast. Um, the Art Square downtown. Fantastic. So, yeah. Fantastic. Square. Okay, I'll, I'll post this on. Uh, I'll post this on the layer too. But yeah, god damn it, go go see this thing. And it was so much fun. Yeah, it was it was it was live action improv with a D and D flair to it. They, there's a they start off with a blank character sheet. They start filling in the character sheet. They bring people out of the audience and they participate. And it's ridiculously silly and funny. I'm so glad Quest World. Quest World. Quest World. Quest World. And it's, and it's a holiday version. It's a live holiday board game show. Fantastic. But it's, it's right. running. Like eight and eight performances, so got a chance to see it. Yeah, all right. Is anybody there Irish? Because Kay would hate it. Oh well, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. Goes Boy, it looks like Irish are going to be my uh, my blowjob. <laughs> Why did they put an <laughs> H in there? There's no there's no reason for an be H like, in Kirsten there. just hates the Irish. The Irish are going to be my blowjob. Yeah, that is the quote <laughs> I would ever want to take from this show. <laughs> Is that the is that our episode title? I, I will forever nope. hate you, Andy. <laughs> forever hate you. That's fair. <laughs> it's really it it's so funny that he hates that because the one person that it matters knows the truth. Who else cares? But boy does it steam him. 